Welcome back to episode 38 of the All Music Is Good podcast. The podcast that takes a deep dive into a bunch of recent releases. We like to get right in there to try and work out what's great and sometimes not so great about each one. This week we're checking out albums from Jack White, FKA Twigs and Fickle Friends. And it's the post-2022 post-Grammy episode. Now, I'm not one to brag, but I thought it was very interesting and somewhat gratifying to see that so many of the All Music Is Good albums that featured highly on the podcast last year went on to do very well at the Grammys last week with one of the surprise packets, award winners being the uh, Jasmine Sullivan album, Hotels, which did really well along with the Silk Sonic album, which picked up three Grammys. And of course, the St. Vincent album received the Best Alternative Album Music Award. These albums... Um, rated really highly throughout 2021 on the pod. Um, I should also point out that albums we didn't particularly like also won awards, such as uh, The Food Fighters, Medicine at Midnight, winning Best Rock Album. I mean, seriously, like, don't get me started on that one. Selena Kinney wasn't even nominated while ACDC were, and Doja Cat also won an award, and that wasn't that great either. But all music is good. Um, it would be remiss of me not to shout out local legends, Hiatus Coyote, for receiving their third nomination, which is, like, seriously incredible. And being beaten by Jasmine Sullivan, Sullivan is absolutely nothing to be um, ashamed of. So on that note, I feel like there's some talking points here that warrant further discussion. So it's time to introduce my hostess with the mostess, Word on the street is that Arik Bloom has been playing well in the reserves of late, but he's still a couple of weeks away, and we don't want to flirt with form. So can I say hello for another episode? She's the jewel of the South Pacific, the queen of Melbourne soul, Miss Kylie Alders. Kylie, hello. Oh, hello, Was That's just the best intro I've ever had. Well, I'm, I'm sure now. Lance gives you a lot better intros on stage than me, but, like, I don't say with that, the jewel of the South Pacific. <laughs> The queen of, you know, I don't say it with the same gusto. And, like, it's not really true, you know, that you're the queen of Melbourne soul really would be probably, well, maybe it is. Like, there'd be, like, some of the 70s soul artists that also <laughs> might call herself the queen of Melbourne soul. Yeah. But, we, you know, I don't, I'm sure she doesn't listen to this podcast. Who? <laughs> <laughs> you're replacing a band with her, I believe. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I, you know, I appreciate the build-up. You know, none of it has to be true. No, never let the no. truth get in the way of a good story. Grammys? I haven't been there. haven't <laughs> been nominated. I know some people who have slightly. I mean, I say hello to them in the street, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You played a band with one who was nominated. Yeah, so that's as close as I think I'll ever get. So I was looking at the album of the year nominees and, like, so John Baptiste um, won. Like, do you, have you listened to any no. John Baptiste? Me either. Yeah. This so, is the closest I ever get to listening to music. <laughs> Three albums every fortnight. Um, and once once Eric's back, that'll be it. <laughs> so yep. over. Thank you for this adventure. <laughs> like Album of the Year, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga were nominated. Justin Bieber, we listened to that. That was not a good album <laughs> with uh, Tamara Murphy. Doja Cat, um, we listened to that one. Wasn't also that big a fan. Billie Eilish, that was. Doja Cat. Billie Eilish. Oh, the song is I Can Be Your yeah. Woman. Oh, that's pretty cool. Very catchy. Um, Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever. That was sort of, you know, that had some moments. Um, Your favourite album, Carly Her, was also nominated (laughs) for Album of the Year. Um, I've got 
course it was because everybody who had it like a dog in the race was up on the board, I bet you. I know. That was uh, that might be more from the production money side of things. <laughs> uh, Lil Nas X, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift. I don't think we listened to Evermore. I think we listened to Folklore, which was, you know, whatever. And, and Kanye West Donda, which just like, oh, that was not a fun listen when we listened to it last year. I'm glad I didn't listen. Um, so just it's weird. Like, I mean, I'm sort of scrolling down through some of the um, some of the things here about best Latin jazz. Ooh, we, I mean, quality there. I mean, we might talk about that a bit later. Um, let's oh, – there's another one I want to look at. I mean, the best one I thought oh, – it's all gone. It's, I'm on the Jazz FM website but they've only got jazz Latin jazz. I was looking for best alternative in the R&B ones but I think like – Arlo Parks, which we reviewed last year, was freaking awesome. She was nominated for a couple. Um, she didn't win anything. But, so um, are you trying to say that, you know, basically what you judged to be awesome was was considered, you know, awesome? I think I just said that in my intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. A lot of the right. awards, yeah. I'm just, just spelling it out for the people out there. It's <laughs> like basically you're going on about it quite a lot, saying that you, sh- you should probably be on the um, – I mean – on the judging panel. I don't know. I don't want to use the word tastemaker, but like, you know, <laughs> others may. Others may. I think, yeah, I think you have. <laughs> uh, now, what else? Like, I mean, there was, it was just, I just think it's weird, that album of the year. Just, oh, there's some, how does it all work? Because they. You know how it works was. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but surely it's there would have been money. a smattering of good <laughs> albums in there and there just wasn't a lot. Anyway. Yeah, well, what do you do now? How are you? I'm really good. You well? Yeah, I'm really excited. Thank what, you. What's happening? Uh, um, well, I'm looking forward to uh, going interstate and seeing some family members mm-hmm. and uh, then going to Blues Fest. So, oh, you're playing Blues Fest this yeah, weekend? So we're hoping to get um, COVID again because that's the last time I got COVID was when I went to Byron Bay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so dove straight into it. Oh, yeah. you were there with me. Yeah, you <laughs> played was, bass for the Bamboos. That's was, right. I was there. 24 hours notice. That was very interesting. Yeah, we like to you talk. did a great job actually, by the way. Thank you, Kylie. We like to talk about it at least once every episode. Well, as I said, you know, you did a good job if I didn't notice you. So, yeah, that was good. And yep. so you also were un- unnoticed by the fact that you didn't get COVID. So... I'm hoping to, I don't care if I get it again, really, what am I going to do? Sit inside and eat two-minute noodles for like three days. Um, where do you stay when you're up there? Do you camping or hotels? I don't, or, I don't know. I don't do camping. <laughs> I, I don't know. You're a local artist. Maybe, you know, they put up the um, internationals. Artist. There's oh, not internationals this year, is okay. there? Okay. Well, I don't know. Well, the bamboos. I'm on the bamboos um, uh, thing, so whatever Lance's management's organised, that's, that's what we'll be doing. And, and I'm pretty sure it won't be camping. I've never played Blues Fest. Like it's on the um, the list of gigs to tick off still. Like is it a good festival? Well, it'd be good if they gave me a gig. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, they're giving you a gig with the bamboos. It's all great. Okay, yeah. So that's great. It's lovely. It always rains. And um, if you've got gumboots, you should take them. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's always great. Like you get to ha- hang backstage and have dinner with people that like uh, last time I was there, I think I remember having a chat with Betty, Betty LaVette, is it? And mm-hmm. she was outside going, who's that singing? And then she thought it was, you know, she came over and said hello. Who was, was it? It was me. Oh, and, right. And Ella. And we were singing together and doing some harmonies and stuff. And she was like, oh, that's amazing. So she came over and said hello. Um, then we got to have, like, dinner at the same table as, like, you know, um, well, uh, uh, Bonnie Raitt. And, uh, oh, wow, cool. And, like, Paul Simon was, like, standing right next to me, like, you know, rubbing shoulders. Like, it's, it's all in the back, you know. Back room, it's like you're all the same people, which is pretty cool. Musicians. So my kids, they didn't they didn't like it that much. They were like, "Oh, it's all raining. There's all too many people. I just want to go back to the hotel." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, look at this. It's so 
cool. We can have anything we want. There's all these people. And I'm like, no, nah, I just want a pizza in the hotel room. Um, I'm really hoping to tick it off the list. What day is he playing? Like if I if I actually edit Sunday this. Sunday and Monday. Right, so if I edit this podcast before this Sunday. Get on. Bamboos. Get on holidays, mate. At the, ba- <laughs> the Bamboos are at Byron Bay's Blues Fest this Sunday and Monday. Yeah, Sunday and Monday, Easter. Yeah, Easter. And, and this is the um, All Australian Blues well, Fest. Well, I think there's I some think. people coming from is overseas there? now. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? And I think you're in Perth the week after, aren't you? For yeah, we're doing Bussington, well. yeah. which is, I'm very excited to see my uh, Perth family mm-hmm. and go down there and have a fun time. Um, what else have we got to go over? I don't think there's anything else going on in my life at all. Okay, great. Especially after I already vacuumed today, so. <laughs> well, look, you know, you bought a beautiful dinner tonight and I guess we'll attest to that when, when they came <laughs> on and talk about it. We had... Uh, what do we have? What was it? What's it called? Lama Jun. <laughs> and what what is what is that? It's like well, we 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 said the bugarized version of it, but it's like basically um, is it Turkish Lebanese pizza? I don't know. It's um, mm, like it's meat, it's meat, meat pizza. Meat on bread. Yeah, and uh, you have it with all the dips and the salads and you know like um, lemon, lemon and tabbouleh and uh, shajik and you know. So good. Mm. We've been well sated tonight. We're probably going to have multiple stops tonight just to sort of feast on some baklava and some <laughs> yeah, that's Turkish true. coffee, hopefully. Um, <laughs> look, my, I, I had a, such an interesting interesting journey here tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, when you like put in Google Maps and it takes you normally straight down the freeway, tonight it took me like off piste. Where'd you go? Took me through the back streets of Burwood. Have you ever seen a Google map take you down <laughs> side streets? Burwood. Always takes you down. Wow. I don't even know where it is. Like, I, and I was talking to her on the phone. I'm like, oh, this is where I am. Like, I've been driving for 15 minutes down <laughs> side roads and bush in like outer leafy suburbs because there was obviously a crash on the Monash freeway oh, right. and it didn't want to take me there. And it took me all this, these strange ways. I was just like, wow, that was an experience. Like, it's kind of nice to get to know other parts of your Maybe. city when you. Well, I got to know the um the fifteen meters between my house and the and the uh, the train line for Glenroy because it um it, I I sat there for twenty minutes and it happened it's been happening for the last twenty years that you can sit there for an hour forty five minutes while seventeen trains go past so that's what I did while you were tra- you know, traipsing around Victoria. Well, we've we've um I don't know if you remember but we've done the last two episodes at your house, Kylie, and I've sat at <laughs> that crossing <laughs> for a long time. Suffer. Those times that I've been over. <laughs> Um, the other thing you that's... You shouldn't have to sit there because you're coming from the other way. What do you mean? No, I never come, I never take that right at the Maccas in Oak Park. I always come right oh, up to the shell and turn you're right. You're an idiot then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, because your sister lives in that area and you think you... I try to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that if she's listening. I would never do that. I always drop in if I was coming close by. I'm always running late. Um, <laughs> uh, the other thing I'm slightly excited about tonight is I've like I'm off on. I think we both are. We're off on holiday tomorrow. Yes. Well, you're off somewhere. I'm off to uh, the sunshine, sunshine coast. Sunshine coast. On the plane, I'm gonna like give my Virgin Lounge gold card a hiding tomorrow. The plane, the plane. I'm gonna hopefully like I'm there post eleven o'clock so I can get some champagne. And take all the fam in there. I don't. Well, my son. I don't know if it works like that now because he's. 15, and I think he's technically an adult now, so I can only take no. one and then a child, oh. so someone has to miss out. Just tell them to be nice to you. Just yeah, I will. I'll go in and have yeah. a talk. Yeah, to the, to the – I mean, surely you're it's one, not that busy. You're one of those families that looks like people would be nice to you. Really? Yeah. yeah. You and your Hitler youth kids. Uh, like, I mean, maybe I'll wear my cop jacket in, Kylie. Yeah. 
I'm scared. You're a blonde wife and your blonde kids, and you're like, like you look like you're in an ad for something. Yeah, well, okay, whatever. Maybe it could be an ad for Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm pretty excited. Like it's been like I'm going to Budrum, which like oh, you know, Budrum Tavern. Any yeah, any listeners would know that the Budrum Tavern <laughs> has been a previous unofficial sponsor of this podcast. So. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> get some surfing, have a beer at the Budron Tavern and uh, awesome. go to have an awesome time with my mother-in-law because we, like, you know, we all Everyone love. has an awesome time with yeah, mother-in-law. Absolutely. Like I'm talking it up. I'll show this podcast <laughs> and show what I've been up to. Um, yeah, that's about it. Like just get looking forward to getting out of Melbourne and on a plane and have yeah. a bit of a break. Well, I think you've earned it. Thanks, Carly. Appreciate that. <laughs> I, will, I reckon we just get into our guest for this evening. Um, Why not? I think we'll get her to talk us through like her her long and uh, exciting, you know, life. Um, look, thinking like uh, what, how should I say this? How should I phrase it? Our guest tonight is a person who like I think our former guest, Nyasha's theme song is an apt description because like she's a total boss queen. I think. <laughs> yeah. um, like this woman is a musician, she's a producer, an entertainer, a booker, a curator. She runs her own production company. And if that's not enough, I think she's probably one of the most positive and energetic people I've come ac- had the pleasure of coming across in the Melbourne music scene. <laughs> she's a force of nature and we're so happy to have her on tonight to discuss all things music. Can I say a big hello to tonight's guest, reviewer Nita Romani. Who's also gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Was. That's a beautiful introduction. Was it? Oh, yes. cool. Thank you. Would you rate it? How would you rate it out of 10? Like, you know, was it like, uh, I mean, I'm, I could have, I didn't give it the Jewel of the South Pacific or anything no, like no, that. I, I mean, I could have given I'm sitting next to the Jewel of the South Pacific <laughs> and I'm very happy with that intro considering I'm next to the Queen here. <laughs> I've got to have a, like, um, a phrase. Like, we'll come up with something by the end of the night, some sort of tagline. Yes. She also um, has the best hair in the business. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hair is incredible. Well, it's helped me a lot. The hair's helped me a lot. Has it? A lot of affirmation. It has. How does hair help one in one's career? Well, depends how visual you are and who's, who's the booker is. Okay. Often a photo, a good photo of good hair is 50%. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. I like, believe it. So would you like to take a fan to gigs, like just to sort of accentuate sort of I've hair? I've never done the fan at gigs. Yeah, okay. But um, I've definitely got gigs based on my photos. Yeah. Incredible. Um, the hair, backlit hair. Done. So the funny thing is, like, so there, there's like a sort of strange connection that we all have, Arik and myself and Neda, which is kind of weird because, like, and it's <laughs> it's, it's weird and it's called it's a it's a theatre restaurant or a cabaret theatre restaurant called Rio's Churrascaria, which is in Richmond, in and was open. I think it's closed down now, but it, the owners went on to. Um, open a place called Copacabana in Smith Street in Collingwood. But Arik's like a number of years younger than me, but his older sister and I used to work together at this theatre restaurant. And then just after I left, I think Netta started performing at Copa when when it first started opening. So it's sort of... We we know a lot of the same people. We discovered like um, many... What are you doing at Copacabana? I wasn't at Copa. Like I I was working at the place that they owned before Copa. Rios, Rios Churrascaria with uh, Ed Val and Addison, like we were on the stage show and I was just like, and I played in um, in Jason Herod's dad's band like every now and again when they were playing. So like, and yeah, we had a really nice, you know, um, connection yeah. when we worked all that out. Nice. 
Yeah. There's a lot of connections there. Even playing with, I play a lot with Jason, or I love Jason. Oh. I mean, he doesn't live here anymore, but I thought I saw him on Instagram. He, he's around. He's around. He's visiting, which yeah. is really exciting. So there's a lot of a lot of vibe in town at the moment. At all the gigs, he seems to be everywhere. The the most oh, insane drummer, yeah, like, and we, singer, and singer. And yeah. you look at him playing. You go, what is happening? Like, how does that sound? Yeah. It doesn't look like you're doing anything, but you're obviously <laughs> doing a hundred things. Now, sorry, I digress because it's not about me; it's about you, Netta. Um, take us through it. Like, so, yeah. like, what's what's your story? Yeah. Okay. My story is, and yeah, I look forward to relating this to some of the things we're going to talk about later too. But my story is music through dance. So, grew up as a dancer, a trained dancer, through all the disciplines really, um, but came out to Melbourne to study dance. Where were you from originally? You were from... Harvey Bay. Oh, well, I'm born in Iran. Born in Iran, Tehran. Mm -hmm. Came over in the revolution, just a baby. But my parents took me to Sydney and I grew up in Sydney until maybe about grade four and and then most of what I can remember happened in Harvey Bay in Queensland. (laughs) That's pretty far north to go from Sydney. Yeah, sea change. They needed something, you know. They they needed some tropical vibes. My mum's Mauritian, so she needed that island vibe and... You know, it was tough for Dad um, leaving Iran that way, um, leaving... Did many of your family come out or was it just your It dad? was just my dad and mum and myself wow. at the time, yeah. So nobody, he didn't have his his posse around him and, yeah, so it was tough for Dad. So the, we did the sea change to see if that would make things better and eventually when I was ready for uni we all came down. Well, I came down first but we decided we were going to stay. I, was, I decided I was going to stay. My family came down too eventually. To Melbourne, very small family on that Persian side. So it's just my dad really at first. Yep. And later on um, some other relatives are starting, the cousins are starting to migrate over now too, which Where is awesome. Where did you awesome. go to uni? I went to uni at Victoria Uni in Fitz, in Footscray when they had a Bachelor of Arts in Performance Studies. Awesome. And so it was good. So were you like one. the best dancer in Harvey Bay? Like was well, it was a big, nobody was would a big have dance scene? <laughs> I was on the front page of the paper all the of time. But <laughs> nobody would admit it. It was <laughs> Such a racist well, town, so no, intense. You weren't, you weren't fourth generation, obviously. You've got to be like third yeah. generation. Yeah. You have to have someone in the graveyard. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I thought I outgrew my town quickly. Beautiful town, still got strong friends in that town too, but nice. outgrew my town in terms of the arts quickly. And yeah. just I, I thought I'd just be a really great ballet teacher or a great something like that, came down to Melbourne, but then realised what music was. And so I was continuously like, so um, Victoria Uni was in Footscray at that, t- at that campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, on Ballarat um, Road. Yes, that's yep. the one. Yep. It was just called, I think it was called Victoria University of Technology at that time, BUT yeah, or something BUT. like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so the Bachelor of Arts in Performance Studies was awesome and really had a keen eye on New York and London. So we had so many amazing influences. Wow. So really broad studies and just so many amazing performance artists really in kind of like influenced my art and my psychology at the time. Took a real interest in humans. I just love humans. It's a big <laughs> part of my approach to music. I've got a very visual and movement-based approach to music and humans and human behaviour. And so a lot of psycho, um, psychoanalysis and phenomenology at that time, chats on existentialism really informs me and the artist that I am, the person that I am today. You skipped and way too far forward there. So cool. <laughs> it is cool. Well, when so I, you're VUT. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was at uni, yeah. I was studying performance studies, right? So this yeah. is a lot of reading. I thought it was going to be a lot of dancing Dance, yeah. and I was dancing so much before then, like six days a week dancing so much between basically four and 
16, 17, 18, I was dancing so much, moved down here and I, and I didn't realise that performance studies was going to be so much reading. It was great. It was fantastic. It really was good for me to do that and concentrate. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I was constantly catching cabs from uni to, um, to Fitzroy to see <laughs> bands. It's just like I needed vibe, I needed movement, I needed people and colour and to just, you know, discover a city. I'd come from a small town in Queensland where I'd grown up. And So what was, years was this? Was this like uh, late 90s, yeah, early 2000s? Yeah, this was late 90s, so, so 98. So when the Latin scene was quite strong in it that sort of Australia. It was amazing, yeah. The bull ring was still oh, open. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All oh. that, the bull ring, it was laps between the bull ring, the night cat, the punters and <laughs> yeah. and, and the hilarious. Evelyn and the SB. Oh. And I really miss the bull ring. I mean, like oh. if he, there wasn't a stabbing there like <laughs> late at night. It was just like what a great the place. The fear of the And the band on that sort of bandstand yeah. was just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. teach dancing there? I didn't. No, I just went. Uh, so I was still young at that stage. So going to the bull ring, all, all the Latino guys, even that are really close family friends now. <laughs> they were. They just looked like they were a hundred years older, but they they weren't. But everybody was like a full pro muso or a, a cultural muso, really. Yeah, yeah. Playing these in these salsa bands and all different things with their older peers at the time. They were the younger ones, and so I didn't really know all these people. So you know, I was starting to get to know these musos, these percussionists. Louis Pobletti, Salvador Persico. But my um, my sister got a little, my sister's really young, six and a half years younger than me, and she got this job at VA Lamberti's Music. And that job meant that she was so young and when the shop was closing, I was constantly also going back to Fitzroy to collect her. That's the one on the Johnston Street, yeah? Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. on Johnston the drum, Street, With the, yeah. all the drums. That's the one with the, the drums, bass. the violins, yeah, yeah. the lot. Um, all the Brazilian import oh, instruments world, were coming world music. through. Yeah, 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 and Vincent Lamberti, who's still a very close friend of mine now, was the shop owner at the time, was trying to get both of us in there to work. But I knew I wasn't for retail. I just knew that I would be great mates with him, but my sister was into it. And But, yeah, I was just take um, coming to pick up my sister late at night basically all the time from this store and doing getting the lessons because she part of her pay was the lessons. So oh, my, wow. my mum wouldn't wow. give her permission as a 13-and-a-half-year-old <laughs> or however old she was to do the lessons without me there. So she was I, 13 working she in was the young there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so Wait. making like, I don't know, $4 an hour or something. <laughs> these little, but, 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 but it was so fantastic. You know, she really wanted a job and she wanted it to be in music and yeah. she was in high school and, you and know, she, she was, was hanging out with Dan Sultan and all this. I'm like, who are That's these people? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Sorry, Dan, no, I'm drinking. You know, no, fantastic <laughs> hanging out with Dan. But like, She was a baby too then, eh? He was a baby yeah. and I was just like at school, these are the people that she went to school with but but then, you know, like this was her work also. So she was hanging out with the Latinos and you know, all this other yeah. stuff. So, so, but it was just very interesting because I got to do the lessons because mum wouldn't permit it. So if, was that drum and percussion lessons? At first it was like Elvis Elgis conga lessons oh, yeah. and then, <laughs> and then oh, it was, cool. and Elvis was fantastic too. Yeah. And then it was Javier and then it was the samba schools that, Real, uh, Mark Grundon and Vincent Lamberti were teaching and they were so generous. And within six months, Nasreen and I were at the front of this band that these guys had put together. And I'm just like, well, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not a muso, I'm a dancer. And they're like, well, you're just doing what you do, so keep on doing it. So, And I still was like, what, well, is this rhythm different to the other rhythm? Because the other rhythms sound the same as this. And they're like, well, this one's a samba reggae and this one's a samba. They're completely different. And in my head it's just like, well, this one you can't play a bell in, but that one you can and that's the rules and that's it. Like, yeah. So it was really simple, basic music rules and slowly I went along. But to, to I guess fast forward, you know, a couple of years, the reggae bands, Tumbarumba, that's, that was when Tumbarumba was born and that's just a percussion band that is, I don't know how, is still kicking and getting gigs to this day without a mm -hmm. phone number or an email. Wow. Email. I don't know how this band works, but it has 
just, you know, been such a great wealth of um, well, gigs. Well, teach us how to say it because, you know, I probably would have read the sign and thought it was Tumbarumba. Tumbarumba, yeah. <laughs> well, it's the same word, Tumbarumba, Tumbarumba. It's the same word, indigenous word. It tomato, means the tomato, yeah. hollow noise when you stamp on the ground and there's an ant's nest underneath it. Oh, cool. So that's the Tumbarumba or the Tumbarumba. Indigenous like to tamba. what? What? Um, northern, it's Northern Victoria, so I'm not too sure. I should know that. Mm. Um, How but, long have you been in the band for? But that's the area. <laughs> the Tumbarumba area is okay. the area. That's the area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I should know that. Well, Northern Victoria, because it's like Yorta Yorta is straight up and then mm. Barapa Barapa is a bit further up, but I don't know the top, the Mildura area. It's not near Mildura, so it might be the other one. Mm. Barapa Barapa. Yep. Mm. Anyway. I need to know that, so I will correct myself on that. I need to inform do myself. Research, guys. I yeah, do yeah, need sorry. to get my research We'll, we'll come back to you with that. Ned will send out some text from the such a naughty band. We didn't do our research. We put out a few albums. We did all this stuff. You know, we did all the gigs all over Australia and it gave me a real thirst and a taste for music industry. Somehow it's still going. Yeah, we toured. We did all the – we've done every stage, really. And you drive? We drove, we flew, we did anything. We, you know, some gigs, some weeks were like seven to twelve gigs a week, every wow. week. This band did everything, oh. and yeah, and my sister was still young. You know, when we, you know, we were sneaking her in the back doors of venues to do all this, <laughs> and she's got an amazing story herself. Um, but all of us are percussionists. Uh, Julian is a is a kit player, Julian Goima, but the rest of us. Did that appeal from you, like right from the start, that you that? You like really related to percussion? Yeah, look, you know, at a very dance. basic level, I'm like, oh, this is just like tap dancing. Like yep. it's the same. And I was a speed tapper at the time and I was oh, wow. competitive speed tapper. And I'm like, oh my gosh. this makes sense to me. That's yeah, yeah. This is where my rhythm history comes from dance, movement, aesthetics, yep. and colour and fabrics. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Addiction to costumes started way before music, you know, <laughs> all that stuff, all the sequins and hairspray. Is speed tap like 30s Broadway sort of tap? Yeah, man. Yeah, right. okay, cool. It's really yeah. fast. It's so fun. It's really fun. I bet. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I used to do in Queensland to keep myself occupied. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, so you came did... to Melbourne, gave yep. up the speed tapping, still have my tap shoes, still love it. Yep. Maybe thinking of bringing it out for a fringe show this year. Weren't you just spending the days buying some tap shoes? Yeah, I, I, do you have spent, tap shoes? I spent a whole Was, afternoon. Got tap shoes. His daughter. No, no, my, my daughter's uh, 14 and she's um, quite a good dancer. And yeah, so we had to, she had to go, no, she had to go getting fitted for point shoes oh, the oh. other day because she's. Uh, She's at that sort of level How old where is she's she? Get fitted. She's four to 14. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So. She had demi points already and now she's got points? Yes. Aww. So <laughs> I don't know what it means, it's but it took a long time <laughs> to get the feeding done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we had to come home and put the ribbons on and. It's so yeah. special. It's a really special time. Yeah, but well, she hurts? wasn't exactly sure that she got the right ones that they didn't fit properly is there now. Is inside or is it just like wood or something? There's new technology apparently. Wow. I haven't tried out the new tech. Yeah. But yeah, it's. What, what was it when you were doing it? It was like kind of this rubber toe pad that you could have. You could get these other jelly ones too that I was trying out. But you basically had to be tough and suck it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it was like. Just get through it. Yeah, and I've always had super strong ankles. I'm sure a lot of people around town have seen me jumping around in heels, (laughs) having fun at gigs. Um, It's about ankle strength. Yeah, strong ankles. Because you're speed tapping. Speed tapping, heaps of ballet. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, heaps. I did national ballet here to National Theatre Ballet School. When I went to uni, because I thought there was going to be ballet at uni, but there wasn't, so I enrolled myself in National Theatre. Had a really good time, all point classes, and loved it. Oh, yeah. So, like, I reckon I, I, like, you know, 
because I'd seen a lot of the Latin stuff and probably subconsciously I'd seen you many times. <laughs> but um, the first time like I really saw you was when you were playing with Lee Roy Burgess oh, a few wow. years what ago. Oh, wow, what a man. With Graham and Harvey Sutherland yeah. and the Mondo guys. Yeah. Um, and it was just disco. amazing. Real disco. Yeah. And what an amazing singer, amazing oh, content, fabulous. amazing lyrics. Just so – I remember the first time I heard Lee Roy's music, I'm like, what am I listening to? What are we singing about? What is this? What, what is happening? <laughs> it, it took me quite a few listens to go, this is amazing. And, yeah, yeah what a storyteller. Um, uh, so, look, there's so much stuff. Like, you know, so, I, like, I mean, we could talk for ages. Yeah, but, like, yeah. so, like, curating. Like, so, you, yeah. I mean, you, you're doing a lot of bookings now. Yeah, like, well, this like, is, what could we do in lockdown, you know? So, try to keep myself busy. We'll put together events one day. I was, you know, listening to a lot of what was going on in the community, worried about the more quiet artists really concerned about the artists that weren't picking up the phone, all this and that, and just even mem- not just artists, members of our wider community, uh, different different whole cohorts of our multicultural community too. I was noticing were quieter. I'm like, well, I'm going to lean into those people, mm. the ones that aren't aren't mm. speaking up, aren't accounted for. Where are they? Where have they been shoved? And what's going on? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, over lockdown, few projects, and one of them was curating the Out of the Park Picnic, which Kylie headlined <laughs> and brought the masses to. It was fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> so how have you gone into that sort of side of things? Well, Is that just because you've, you know, you've been in the industry for X number of years and you, yeah. you're just a, you know, can-do person? Yeah, look, great question. I mean, I, it's a local council thing, you know, local council, like who have we got here that can move and shake things in the area? And, it, and they were really, like they'd been doing the, uh, what was it called? Darabin Music Feast for oh, so yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they really had wanted to give rise to uh, Fuse, uh, which is t- a twice-year event rather than a once-year, an autumn and a spring event. And um, they had started to bring me in for consultation early in the piece when they were just, you know, showing members of the community and council what their ideas were. And w- the way it works in council is you can't kind of do anything unless everybody agrees. And I really did agree with a twice a year festival. I feel like an artist could even do with a four times a year festival. <laughs> yeah. So twice a year is better than once a year. And yes. and I could tell there's a there's a real big mover and shaker in council in our area. Her name's Jodie Mundy. Do you know Jodie Mundy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's and, amazing. She gave me a beer backstage. Oh yeah, she and yeah. <laughs> and I love somebody needed to give you a beer. beer. <laughs> I didn't give you a beer that day. I will never live that day. <laughs> You should have told me to bring my own beers. I, I should have brought you your beers. The there was I'm so sorry, many, boys. There were so many beers in my home and I was like, why are they not here right now? But, yeah, Jodie Mundy is a huge mover and shaker and I was very supportive of her creative vision from the start and happy to be a local to say, yes, this is what musos want, this is what musos need, more of this, more of this, and put my name to it and try to bring other artists in to put their names to it too. Like how did they find you? Like, yeah. yeah, great question. I mean, I, I've been here for 20 years and they haven't found me for only like in the maybe the last six years they started to get me to do the Darabin Songwriter Awards, which was an APRA Songwriter Awards, also at Darabin and APRA Songwriter Awards. Oh God, they must be wrapped. They were just getting me to host, not judge, all mm. these fantastic judges. But then judges. you do everything. <laughs> but they found me then. And and be- so previous great. to that they thought I was City of Port Phillip because I was running all these breaking competitions for the dancers for 13 years in a row over there and they're like, why would she be doing that if she lived here? And then they realised that I lived here and they're like, okay. They got me to perform at a couple of their festivals and then like, okay, what can we do next? Fantastic. Yeah. So I remember I was actually we're walking during lockdowns and up with Netta and somebody was like walking around and, you know, how you have little conversations and 
somebody was complaining saying something about the council and this and that and blah 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 and Netta was like and I, I would usually go oh yeah okay whatever and walk on and she's like well you know you, your council is here to help you and if you really want something they can do this and blah, blah, blah. I'll give you this number and I'll give you this number. I'm like oh my god it's, a, it's an attitude I mean so many people you know they might be an artist and they wonder why they don't have any attention yeah. but they don't think locally first and the council's here to serve us and yeah. if we don't put our word to our will Nothing will ever happen. And then they're actually not allowed to make any decisions for us if they don't know what we think. Yeah. So, I mean, even when we were at the glorious festival, Fuse Festival at, at the, um, sorry, at the Fuse Festival closing party at the Out of the Park, there were still people on the park whinging about <laughs> council and this and that. And I'm like, you've got to talk to your council. Yeah. You can't just whinge to each other and talk about the rubbish. The very next day there was a problem happening in my alley and I called up the council. I'm like, there's a problem happening in the alley. I'm going to fix it myself, <laughs> but you need to know about the problem. And they rocked up two yeah. weeks later and they're like, well, what did you do? What can we do? And this, you know, <laughs> yeah, you've got to speak. you got to, right. the power yeah. of the written word or the spoken word, you've well, got to get it done. You. Yeah, my yeah. mum's always said that. Like if you write a letter, they have to do something yes, about it. Yes, they have yeah. to, it's by it's law. What's legislated. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So great. have you been a full-time creative since you've left uni? Yes, Anna? I have. Wow, yeah. that's I mean, amazing. look, I gave a shot while I was at uni. I was thinking about how am I going to pay uni off. While I was at uni, I gave a shot of telecommunications and all that sort of stuff, and but my soul sank into my shoes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was good at it. I sold an employee retention program and made some money and went to Brazil. And that's Woo! that that brings you into why Brazilian music. I just, you know, I got over there. I'd already started it from all these lessons that I was talking about at Lamberti's and the influence of Vincent and Mark Grundon. Um, and my sister, who's an incredible percussionist, but I needed to deepen the relationship and understand why, yep. why samba sounded like it did and what's the difference between a lot of these West African rhythms we heard around town and the salsas, yeah, the yeah. Afro-Cubans and the yeah. difference between the sambas and the language. So I went to Brazil for to learn, you know, to learn the language and went over to learn really what it is about it, yeah. Wow, so you speak Portuguese? Pode falar português comigo wow. se você quiser. We can speak it. That's we can amazing. practice. Oh, thank you, practica. I need to practice. <laughs> but yes, I learned before I went and then went into shock when I got there because it was yeah, just so fast. fast. Yeah. 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 Learned for three to six months, but my best friend like was scribbling on my arm the whole time in the classes and we were having too much fun. <laughs> so it, I went into sh culture shock and language shock when I got there and um, went, you know, kind of shut down for a month and just relaxed. And was that formal education while you were there? Yeah, yep, okay. it was crazy, crazy baptism by fire. Like Brazil's <laughs> wild, man. Yeah. Like it's super Whereabouts wild. Were you? Awesome. Yeah, where were you? Um, I was. Uh, I located like I had a place in Arambepe, which is like a beach town outside of Salvador Bahia, sort of outside of the capital of Salvador Bahia, Pelourinho. Um, yeah, so was, Pelourinho is basically one of the slave stones, one of the closest corners to Africa where they were bringing the slaves yep. over back in the day. So this is like... Oh, the, so on the west yeah, coast? Yeah. That oh, sorry, deepest, east coast, east coast. Yeah, the east coast, that deepest part of the country is yeah, where right. Salvador is. And um, I chose Salvador because it's where the samba meets the reggae. So okay. there's a lot of different fusion of cultures there. And Never. it's you would love it, Kylie. You would love it too, Was The reggae's amazing. <laughs> um, you know, they were hearing these songs of, of um, freedom coming from through the radio in the 50s from Bob Marley. Mm. And they were just like, we don't know what he's singing about, but we feel it. And they were making their own reggae's just with percussion and it's just like, you know, it's the stuff for me. It's my favourite stuff to write music to. It's my favourite stuff to sing, favourite stuff to dance. It's, yeah, samba reggae. Wow, That's where it's adventure. at. 
Well, the, I mean, the other thing. Oh, sorry, gosh, there's so much to unpack. But um, yeah. the other thing is that um, you and your partner Mars, like, yep. across, we have had the company Goodworthy. Yeah, people um, on Planet First Media Company. Yeah, yeah, we just you know try to stick to people who care and are trying to put people on Planet First. So that either those people working kind of socially or artistically, but with a environmental mind. Or an arts, a proper arts background, yeah. And that's all um, multimedia. Multimedia, yeah. mainly, you know, mainly filming, editing, a little bit of music industry when it's good stuff. <laughs> like you guys and your video clips. That was a pleasure to film. Yes. Absolute pleasure. They're so Thank good. I love guys. those clips. How clever. Yeah. Well. Really? No mucking around. Really. I mean, Kyle, unless you've got any other questions. I mean, like there's so much. I, I mean, like, I could go on for days. I just like always go, Netta, we need to go for a walk because I can't <laughs> understand this one thing that you talked about. <laughs> I love walking with you, Kylie. <laughs> We're good. We're always the loudest people in the park, very naturally. So fabulous. Be- best hair as well, no exactly. doubt. Exactly. Good hair, Julie. Craziest clothes. Um, well, look, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We can't wait My to pleasure. speak some music with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kylie, yes. I think we get into the Instagram like of the week and I might Ooh. intro that for you. Um nice. The Instagram Like of the Week is a segment that celebrates a new Instagram account we've come across between episodes. It might be someone like uh, last week's Eps guest, ex-home and away actor turned Hollywood star Ola Fischer, or maybe someone at the other end of the spectrum like former Chancellor of Germany Angela Merkel. Whoever it is, you can be sure it's someone who will add to the rich tapestry that is the All Music Is Good Instagram account. Each episode, myself and our celebrity guest, Neda, try to guess who this mystery account may be. Kylie, can you take it away and let us know who this week's Instagram like the week is? Okay, thank you, Oz. I've, I've been excited about this. I've been like lying awake nights thinking, oh, who can it be? Because, you know, there's just so many people out there that, that need to be, well... I, celebrated. I, I, celebrated. But I thought when you said that, um, that it is our like of the week, what I actually realised is that it, we're actually following them. Yeah, it's our so, follow of the week. So it's sorry. our follow of the week. So I, you know, doesn't like, sound as good oh, though. The Instagram follow of the week. Reggie would get angry with me if I if I spoke Instagram wrong, because you know how I do. Kylie's son. <laughs> I speak Instagram quite wrongly, <laughs> and he, my son has to ring me up and tell me what I'm doing wrong. So I have to try. It's a new language for me. Anyway, so I have found this person that I think is um, worthy of our following and our liking. And because they're a bit too famous, I need to really, like, be sparse with my clues this week. I mean, is it, like, obscure famous or just, like, downright famous? I think they're pretty much downright famous. Okay. Okay, so (laughs) my first clue is they're a Leo. (laughs) That's um, August? Well, they're born in the same year as me. Um, So they're born in the same year as me and I think a Leo. So I'm a Virgo. That's, like, 1980, August, yes. 1980, what year? (laughs) Sorry. Can I guess at any time? <laughs> yes. Yeah, any time. So they're born in the same year as me. I'm born in 1968. Okay. They're born to a, a Croatian dad and a German mother. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Martina Navratilova. <laughs> no, no, she check. No, no. That's, okay. that's good though. Okay. Any, any guesses? No? Okay, same age as me. Right, so... Um, can it just be Martina Navratilova? No. <laughs> if you like. You should just say yes. Just now. <laughs> I can just change it if you want. <laughs> um, I just... There's so many clues that if I give it to you, I think you're going to get it and I just don't want it to... Well, well want you should have picked someone else then. I mean, no, like... I just, I just think they're awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, this person received a Logie in 1997. Okay. 
So they're obviously Australian. Australian TV star. Australian TV star. Um, like I was going to – no, it's not like Sigrid Thornton or someone like that because – is it Sigrid Thornton? No. Because last not. time I said the name <laughs> and then you wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> because you've got to say, is it Sigrid Oh, right, okay. Thornton. It's not um, okay. That's a great guess, sorry. I like that. But um, we're talking around that age, I think. Well, they're my age. Mm. So mm. – yeah. How old is Sigrid? These days. She was in All the Rivers Run. I was pretty old. Same age as me. Yeah, I think she might be older. So, okay. So, so is, it a, is it a male or female? No, I think this, I'm going to give you a, a clue now that's going to help you with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, they won a trip to Hawaii in 1996. And now this trip was awarded by um, Cleo because they won Bachelor Elmick of the Person. Year. Right. Elmick, not really Elvick Person. No, that's did you hear what I said? Croatian German. No. <laughs> Sorry. Bachelor of the Year? Okay, Bachelor okay. of the Year. They okay. won Bachelor of the Year, so it's a man. Not Elle McPherson then. It's a man. Okay. But that was a good one. I was thinking of that one. Okay. Like, so maybe it's like Gary it's Sweet Vintage. Bachelor of the Year. In um, 1996, oh. they won Bachelor and, of the Year. And the Logie. And the year, the year after they got a Logie. 96. Yeah. I'm just going to have to guess names. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's not like Homer. Yeah. Like, were you talking? Jason Donovan. Well, I'll give you another funny clue. About I, I just this. think you should think German, Croatian. Oh. <laughs> But see, okay, so uh, okay. because of this trip, they won a trip to Hawaii yeah. and on the trip to Hawaii they used the trip as Bachelor of the Year to um, invite the person that with uh, their girlfriend and in, in, then propose to them on this oh. trip. Like they proposed to them on their trip of Bachelor of the Year. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Like imagine being Bachelor. Mm. Imagine your boyfriend was Bachelor oh. of the Year and then they proposed to you. Yeah, that one trip and was in the, Hawaii. was the person that they proposed to famous? As well? Uh, no, but the person they worked with worked in television and they're still together and they have two children. Oh, my God. Well, it's probably really obvious, isn't it? Um, they're really, really famous and you really like this person. Hmm. I was going to say like, oh, no, he died. Um, yeah, that's what I thought too. I was thinking that person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only sort of like Eastern European name I could think of. He got an Order of Australia in 2019. What the hell? To charitable organisations and performing arts. Yeah. Um, do you need more? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's the number one ticket holder for St Kilda Football Club. Oh, Eric Banner. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why did I have to wait for a footy <laughs> reference to come out? He's worn his best, Debuted mate. on Full Frontal, 1993. Grew there up in Tullamarine and loves cars. Played Chopper Reed. Lives in Melbourne still with his wife and two kids. So, like, I'm not supposed to know this. I don't know if I should be telling it on, our, on a podcast. No, but, like, apparently... He keeps his roots so into cars yeah. that he keeps his cars like anything goes wrong, like a fleck of paint, whatever, he's got it in the shop because he lives in the same area that I work and I know and the mechanic he goes to is the same mechanic as I do. And you said, oh, you know, you know you're the opposite of Eric Banner <laughs> when it comes to cars. <laughs> I don't know Eric Did Banner. Did you see was his last car with his little roof no. pod? No, the, but I listened to the episode the, um, talking with about the, the sticky pod. tape on it. Yeah, yeah. Gaffer, Gaffer tape, tape all yeah. over it. I listened to the episode. Right. <laughs> I think, but Leah, so anyway, Eric Banner is um, one of my idols. And so okay. that, that's, that, here we go. Eric, so, yeah. Neda, Eric Banner was was uh, Chopper. Um, he, and the Hulk. You okay. didn't know Eric Banner? Is he the Hulk? Yeah. yeah well, no, one of the Hulk. Yeah, one of the Hulks. One and of he was in... He played Chopper Reed. He was in Black Hawk Down. And he was in the castle. He was Remember, in the he, castle? Was the boy, he was the boyfriend okay, in the castle. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, he's a Hollywood superstar. You don't know him. 
Oh my god, his actually real name is. Ned, Edgar, but we did ben, find out tonight. Ben, ben Adonovich or something. Right, like. we did find out tonight that Neda doesn't watch TV. There's no TVs ben here. Yeah, yeah. People don't believe it, but I don't watch TV. So Mars would have to help me with this if it was like life and death. Eric <laughs> Banner. That's pretty good. Like I remember, something. remember he was um on full front. He was Poida. Poida on Poida. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember Poida. Poida, that was yeah, him. But I didn't go. know it was Eric Banner. Then now I know. That's not his full name. He's he's got a Eric Croatian name. Poida. Yeah, yeah. How, how does it? No Banner. I don't, I don't know. Full frontal. Yeah. Yeah. Eric. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's great, Kylie. I mean, you don't really need to find Benadinovich. out. Benadinovich. Oh, Benadinovich. Yep. Yeah. Well, welcome to um, the Your Music Is Good that, podcast that John? follow of the week. Dirty John. D- yeah. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. Dirty John in yeah. um, yeah. The, the podcast series. Yeah, yeah. yeah the and he did the Netflix TV. Series. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, but it was a podcast before was it? it was um, they made it into a TV wow. series. Yeah. He was just like this podcast. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I wonder who would play me. I mean, Eric Brennan could play me. Remember I yeah. had to do that article, I had to do an interview about and someone goes, who would play you? You know, yeah. in a movie, and I was like, oh, The Rock. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> He's half Samoan. <laughs> that's fantastic. I need someone who looks a bit like a cop now, and you need, you need some people with good hair to play your characters, yeah. obviously. Um, look, welcome to the uh, All Music is Good Like of the Week, Follow the Week, slash, you know, slash follow like. Eric Banner, um, we will be back in one second, and we'll get into some music. Okay, so the first album we're checking out this week is by the band Fickle Friends and the album's called Are We Gonna Be Alright? So England's Fickle Friends, first of all, I just want to shout out to All Music, no relation to All Music is Good, the allmusic.com website that provides us with our bios. We've never asked them if they could, but we're just doing it anyway because it seems to be free, so we're all good. England's Fickle Friends make sophisticated yet still danceable 80s and early 90s influenced synth pop. They garnered early live buzz before gaining wider, wider attention with their 2018 debut, You Are Someone Else, in 2022. So not an old band. Um, in 2022, they released their sophomore album, Are We Gonna Be Alright?, which found them continuing to mature and polish their sound. Formed in Brighton in 2013, Fickle Friends features vocalist, keyboardist Natasia, N A T A S J A. Yeah, it'd be just Natasha. Uh, the the, the really? J is a Y, Natasha. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Natasha Nutty Shiner, guitarist Chris Hall, bassist Harry Harrington, so English, keyboardist <laughs> Jack Wilson. Hazza. Yeah, no, Hazza's would it be in, in England? They, just, they don't say Hazza. Don't they? Be like, like Johnners and Hazza's. I'm sure they would say a John. Or, that's yeah. where we come from. No, no, I think it's it's like Azaz or something like that. Um, keyboardist Jack Wilson and drummer Sam Morris. Over the next two years, they built a loyal following in part by making over 50 live festival appearances. 
Nonetheless, by 2015, their manager had quit and finances were getting tight. Salvation came in the form of a recording contract from Polyador. I mean, I mean, don't wouldn't you just love to have re- Salvation from a, like a major <laughs> label just comes and oh. you know sorts you out, sorts your finances? Oh, you lost your manager. Oh, let's sign you up to a contract and give you some money. <laughs> and release it's happening. Yeah, that's right. It happens to everybody. And the release of their debut EP, Velvet. From there, Fickle Friends began working on material in LA with producer Mike Crossy, um, who's worked with Arctic Monkey, Arctic Monkeys, Two Door Cinema Club, and the 1975, who I will talk about more. And by 2016, they had released the effusive synth heavy single see this is why i like all music better than wikipedia these words like effusive yeah that is a good word yeah um (laughs) so they had synth heavy singles swim and brooklyn in 2018 they delivered their full-length debut album you are someone else which included the previous release tracks along with several other spotlight singles including hello (laughs) hello and wake me up there's a song going on in the background we'll need to talk about it throughout that year fickle friends issued a trio of singles including the effervescent san francisco all of which were later compiled into the ep broken sleep following on the heels of two 2021 eps weird years sessions seasons one and two they returned with the new album which we're reviewing tonight kylie what do you reckon of it I fucking love that. It's great. Is that it? Done? Done. All right. Talk us through it. Why did you pick this album? I don't know. I just... Did you know about it? No, I didn't know about it. I just, Ah. like, listened to, like, I just looked at, you know, I looked up all the albums that were out. Like, I I look it up, again, a lot of times, you know, like, I've done this show a few times and I'm always looking up stuff, like, what's what's out? And, like, there's fair to give, like, a thousand albums out every day and it's so hard to understand what's going on. But I don't know. I just, like... I just listened to the first song of a heap of albums and I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. um, you know, the first song uh, came, like, Love love You to Death. It was just like, oh, I love it. Um, you know, I'm I'm a pop star. I'm, I'm a pop fucking, fucking music. I'm a pop yeah. music. Top 40 tragic. radio. I'm a pop yeah. music tragic, you know. My yeah. kids know that. I always listen to God 104 in the car. Or I listen to you know, Smooth FM. You uh-huh. like a good hook. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just like easy listening and I like... I like good party tracks, you know, so this is like, um, and this, today I was listening to it because I said to my kids, I have to listen to it because he said, Jimmy said to me, can you give my girlfriend a lift to work at Northlands? <laughs> Northland? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm from the south side of I think Melbourne. Mars kissed his first girl there. I'm not too sure. Well, where, where, where did he kiss her? Kiss I think her? at Northland. I think that's the uh, room. Uh, oh, Northland. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Because yeah. Kylie and I have been having this argument <laughs> coming on for a little while and she's like, oh, I'm just taking my son over to Northland. So I'm like, Northland? Was he getting kissed? What was Northland. going on? Northland. He gets upset about me adding the S to the end. <laughs> Northlands? Northlands. Northlands. It's called Northland. 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 <laughs> it's called Northland. Yeah, Northlands. No, no, well, anyway, so. everyone I know calls it Northlands. Anyway. <laughs> you were taking his girl, your son's girlfriend, yeah, to, and so, to Northland. And I wanted to listen to this music because, you know, I wanted to listen to the songs. Yeah. Um, and so he was like, oh, what? We're going to listen to your music. <laughs> yeah. And so I put the song and he was like, oh, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> you know, so that, and they were both so like bopping along in the song. And, and, it and I just loved it. I was like, okay, so what I've written about it, mm-hmm. um, well, the notes that I seem to have made a lot of it is like, I really enjoy like the the lyrical rhythm. Like it's kind of like, uh, so she's got a lovely voice. Do you reckon? And, yeah, I think she's got a lovely voice, and okay. it's really clear. And you don't, you, you never know where she's going to put the accent to the to the lyric. You know, it's like she'll use some kind of strange word. <laughs> it's like, um, 
so this song that's in the background, I'm loving it so much because it's just like, yeah. it's so cute. And it's like, yeah, the only thing that I won't f- I refuse to forget is when you said it was the fucking best. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. hooky. Yeah, so yeah. cute. Um, but there was one one bit where I loved what, that she... I mean, can we talk about this song that's going on in the background now? Because like... Oh, and she... Yeah. You know when a song gets in your head and you can't get it out it's of so, your head? Yeah, I'm saying it's very Katy Perry-like. Oh, yeah, I guess it's, it's Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. It's got yeah. a sweet melody... Um, and it's like, you know, it's a usual drunk Pash song and it's like, you know, it's great. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a fucking party song. I love it. And it's just so cute. And it's like, you know, making swear words not 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 nasty and scary. It's no, just really cute. No, it's very saccharine. Yeah. But um, like the first saccharine? time. Saccharine. Sorry. The first time like I listened to the album, like I went through and put all my hearts <laughs> yeah, next yeah, to yeah. the tracks that I like. That was and mine too. Th- that song didn't get one. Really? Didn't get favorite. one. What's the title with? of that one? Remind me. Uh, pretty great. Pretty, pretty great. great. Okay. And I remember thinking when I listened to it at the time, like this song is so obvious. <laughs> and then by the third time I <laughs> it got to listening to it, I was singing along with it, and I just had it on repeat. And like it's just like that oh, song I can't is wait just to just listen to it again. Such a lesson in pop simplicity yeah. Yeah. and vocal hooks. Yeah. Um, and danceability fact, too. I can imagine the audience. Like yeah. and the storytelling as well. Like it's kind of like very sweet, just very obvious. Like three blocks, and you know, saying, "Oh, I can't remember anything because I was so drunk." And then I, I drank too much and got excited. And then the second one was like, "Got I drank tequila and got too excited." And the last one was like, "Oh, actually, I remember everything." And then you were like holding the door for me while I got dressed, and you were smoking a cigarette yeah. with such finesse and like detail. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, detail. Like, oh, I can't get over it. It's so good. Well, I that was that. the song that made me think of the nineteen seventy five. Oh, um, so okay. you, do you know yeah, who that yeah, band is? Yeah. A song that Reggie played a cover yeah. of. Yeah. On double J on the triple J. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty writing. You know, it is. Yeah. And and so yeah, fo- so I love that song. And glow is great because I, yeah. I I sort of read the lyrics. I heard the lyrics as like you're my therapist, but then I read them and I said you're not my therapist. Yeah, <laughs> you're not like, a therapist. I thought like yeah. oh maybe she's having an affair with a therapist, or she's happy that a therapist <laughs> made her happy again, and you I've got my glow back. But I love that, you know, it's all, as you said, Netta, it seems to be very much like, a, um, you know, I'm sitting in a room by myself having a sat on. And that's the, the one that you played first was. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is a bit of a suck up. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go <laughs> Lyr- eat worms. Lyrically? Yeah. Right, okay. Like, Nobody likes me and everybody hates me. Like, go and eat worms. But, um, yeah, so, and not okay. Uh, like, uh, that's a bit boring. But the one that I sort of connected with was um, Write Me a Song because it's always like, you know, I was. I remember my. I said uh, my auntie Rosie was like, "Oh yeah, so lucky now you get to go and live. A, uh, you get to go and sing overseas, and that's what you've always wanted to do." And I'm like, "When did I say that I wanted to do that? I never wanted to do that. But <laughs> what I wanted to do was lie on the couch and make money." And so, like, you know, th- this is so cute. Saying, like, you know, write me a song, and I, and um, oh, okay, write so me write a me a song, and I don't yeah, write me a song, then I can stay home and and make money. You know, like. So um, did you? I had a bit of an issue with that song, and. It remind well, not an issue, but it reminded me so much of the garbage song "I'm Only Happy When It Rains." Right um, in the chorus, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and and especially the guitar yeah, bar, the guitars at the out. Yeah, like Wilson, it, it yeah. sounds so garbage. Like I'm yeah, like, I feel like he was wrestling. He was really Listen. wrestling with something there. Like he was trying to yeah yeah. And can you guys tell me that glow song? What does it remind me of? You know, it's like when you there was a like lot a, of songs that like reminded me of a lot like of a, songs. A Robbie Williams kind of rapping it, but then it was like the the the. Chorus, it just so reminds me. Oh, I was like, can't think of it. Oh. You, you guys didn't. 
I didn't something? I didn't think it reminded me of something, but I did think it was very lyric heavy and complicated in a good way. I think she was really leaning into those thoughts, overthinking yeah. something, bit wordy, bit psychological. Really liked it though. Totally. I love that write me a song. I had to go, I don't care what your inspiration is, just write me a song that like, you know, it rhymed really well and I I loved it. I love her I love her patterns of rhyming and yeah. her lyrics. Uh, load on your mind, heavy, yeah, heavy beat, insecure. I, I love that she rhymed, she rhymed insecure with nurturer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, that's going hard. Um, in real life, obviously, that's so great. Like, so I love the timing. Of, and like, her, she's so snappy and crisp with her, like her timing. And, um, you know, obviously, we've all been texting each other. And then, you know, being in, in real life to have a conversation is so much more important. And then a uh, song that won't hurt myself. What, was she saying that? Um, well, sort of like, well, I can't talk to you. What probably. was the conversation The conversation between? was like, I don't think that we're obviously not getting through to each other because Was it like a relationship? Well, I need to talk to you in real life. Right. So a, that, a, like a friendship or a relationship? I, I, it seemed like a relationship but it was like, okay, well, it seems like it's getting aggressive with the texting, you know, and it's like, well, but everybody's texting. Nobody, you know, nobody can speak properly in text. So she was just saying, if we could just talk in real life, then we could have a real conversation. We could actually understand what, yeah. each, what each other was about. Even if I could just see you, I could read your body language. I could understand what was going on because texting is so not okay. And it's, I feel like she was also trying to say that she really liked that person though. Yeah. So in real life I but don't also I really said, yeah. like she your said, messages. She yeah, kept really, on saying yeah. that. But she said, so and I don't want to lose you. was something else for her there. I get it. Yeah. What I really, song is I that? I really like you. Okay, so that's yeah. oh, I didn't get I that. I really okay. like. I think IRL. that's what I was feeling I really from like her. You. Oh, right. yeah. I thought it was like in real life. Can we talk? Yeah, okay. She was saying both of those things to me. I like that. And won't hurt myself. I thought that was a little bit like uh, self-harm, sort of like, you know, I, I might self-harm. But I love the lyrics like it's like I'm playing Scrabble trying to make a um, make a word using the consonants. <laughs> That's like um, I thought it was alluding to self-harm a little bit but, I, you know, it seemed like all getting a bit dark. That's why I liked the – I think that she made herself have a party and dance. Yeah. So, you know, instead of just sitting there and trying to self-harm and going, everybody hates me. And are we going to be all right? It was just like a sweet love song. Uh, I liked it how they played at the start this little like plonky piano, mm-hmm. which I'll be like, that's how I would play the piano. <laughs> and, then it's like, and then to show you the like the rest of it, how it sort of keeps, you know, building, I, I really enjoyed that. So, yes, um, did you want me to sum up? Uh, we don't even have a get. Um, no, we, 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 we bring that in um, as we go, Kylie. Oh, yeah, okay. that'll be at the end of oh, this okay. sorry, album. Sorry, sorry. sorry well, Was I don't know how it goes. <laughs> you do. This is, this is <laughs> uh, your third episode now. Yeah, but, you know, I forgot. <laughs> I forget things quite easily. But what a pandemic album, yeah? What, why, so why do you relevant, say that, Nina? So timely. I just, you yeah, know, you know, this whole thing, are you checking in on your friends? And she's yeah. like, yeah, I'm all right. Like, yeah. I think she was trying to communicate a lot about all those things. That she was going was through. Was that her with like when the she, you're overseas and I'm here and are you like, do you wonder if I'm, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah are we going to be all right? Are we going to be all right? Yeah, yeah. That one? And yeah, that's I just right. feel yeah. like all of the themes, even the first song, is that a murder song? I'm not too sure. Um, like, I love you to the, death. It was like, because she was <laughs> like, I'm going to squeeze you until your um, breath yeah. changes or something. I, I'm like, what? And every is t- this a and I'm going to touch with my lips until you can't breathe anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, is she, what? Do we need to check in? Is she okay? Is she okay? Kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's talking about her pet or something. I don't know. Ew, yeah. I guess it was a very dark album in a lot of ways. Yeah. Really? It was a bit of a yeah. juxtaposition lyrically compared to musically, which is quite happy. And... Yeah, very much so, yeah. Mm. wonder if a band knows that. wonder if they listen to lyrics. Yeah, I doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you thought, Nana. I loved it. Uh, I, I, you know, I felt like the, the musicians, uh, 
but we're very much so married with the vocals. Uh, I, there's a bit, a little bit of disco in there for me, but more rock pop and uh, yeah, I really is that a good thing or a bad thing? I liked it. Okay. I liked it. Just hints, <laughs> like I was getting hints of chromio is what I was going to say. Oh yeah, okay. Just yeah. hints of chromio, and I don't know if that's because they live near each other or they know each other or influenced by each other. I Brighton, don't know. They're from Brighton. Hmm. Mm. Are they from Brighton? Yeah, Brighton. It's chromio Sussex. from Brighton. Yeah, yeah, cool. Look, I really liked it. I, I, I really, like Kylie was saying, I liked her rhythmic patterns. I thought she's super creative and super talented woman. Yeah. Want to hear more of her stuff. You never knew where she was going to put it. Yeah. Like, and rhyming weird shit. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, and I, I think she it. wasn't scared to just say what's on her mind yeah. or create the character of this this person that she's created. And, and be, yeah, be quite, honest kind of thing. It's like. That was I keep I got a bit blurred with all the albums, but you know, sort of like going, you know, if you want to say something, just be honest. And yeah, it's like, and it's so much more important. Like it's so much stronger when you are just telling the truth, your own truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess yeah, that that seemed like she was very much telling her own truth. And I, and I felt like yeah, she's definitely telling her own truth in in terms of relationships and parties and anxieties. And I watched one of the film clips also after listening to that song a couple of times. I can't actually remember which song it is. You'll probably remember. Was it the, the one when she's looking up at the camera? Was that the film clip? I saw one it was, film clip. It was the one where there was in real life and what was really happening. Like uh, so, what she thought was happening, but what was really happening that, in was real it, life. It's called in real life, isn't it? Maybe. Was it the one where they were sitting it on the bed? It was split screen. Yeah. Was there one where they were on the bed? Like the, uh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they're having the party in her, her parents' bedroom, yeah. her parents' double room. What's, yeah. the, what's a double bedroom? <laughs> I thought it was a bit like like that um the one that, you know, the Cooking on Three Burners one where they did the remix one of the song that you did, um, not the, not the, uh, my made up, and they went to the party. Oh, yeah, the yeah. It was a yeah. bit like that. <laughs> it's quite funny. Sorry, Nana. That's okay. I just think like, yeah, she's a, she's – Talking about that kind of little vulnerable moment alone. when you meet someone. Yeah. I don't want to be alone. Yeah. I don't want to be alone. Because everybody's here and like my girlfriend and my boyfriend and my girlfriend. You know, it seemed weird. It was like my boyfriend and my girlfriend and my best friend. Like what is that? <laughs> I wrote For that one I wrote a sense of momentum, a sense of transit, a sense of curating a fleeting party at someone's house you don't. It's not yours. It's your parents' house. You know that thing yeah. when you're young, you don't you don't have a you you don't have a yeah. rental property yet, so you, you chuck a party at your parents' house. And she's and saying they'll never know we we're smoking in the kitchen. Exa- I'm, t- I'm tipping you. They will know. <laughs> <laughs> of course they'll know. <laughs> but that's you know that's very relatable. You know we've all yeah. been there. And it sounded like it was very much um because you know I don't want to be alone because everyone had, you know like England had just as many lockdowns as we did. Yeah, and yep. I'm just mm. looking at the credits here, and I think you're right, Ned. Obviously, it was a lockdown because I, it's been. Self-produced okay, um, by okay. Jack Wilson. He's or the song's He's written. The guitarist, isn't yeah, he? so yeah. they produced oh, it as well, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, so maybe it was a full lockdown album. Maybe, yeah. That's I mean, they were serving amazing. that to me with the themes. Don't you yeah. think it sounds real crispy, clean? Like it's very nicely produced or something. I don't know. It I is. It like I, I mean, that's what happens when you use lots of synths. Um, it's like you know, not a lot. Wasn't you know very acoustically drum heavy, mm. and the drums were. Um, just for Arik, the mix profile <laughs> showed that the um, the drums were um, were quite down in the mix, but everything else was quite up. Mm-hmm. Like so, and when like everything's sort of obviously DI'd and super compressed, and um, so yeah, you can you can get that sort of really nice sort of sounding album when you take the acoustic in- instruments away. So yeah, it possibly was a lockdown album where they just sent it around to all the people to to do their parts DI'd wise. Well, it worked. Yeah. I'm very impressed down here. Um, what else, Nana? Just trying to, yeah. Look, I just loved it. Yeah, I think they're great. I think we should. I dance never to knew. It. Yeah, I never <laughs> yeah, knew. It they was were. very danceable. 
I think they also yeah. left room in the production at the end of quite a few of the songs to just let the grooves keep slamming. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine their audiences dancing. Totally. It would be fun to see live. Yeah, yeah I reckon. So yeah. what do you reckon, like, um, my question will be, like, where do you see this, how do you, like, I can't pitch or picture which radio station, like, this music would get mm. played on, mm. like, um, in Australia especially, like, I was trying to think. It's probably too indie for commercial radio, probably too commercial for, like, the youth radio stations, mm. certainly too commercial for, like, yeah. the community radio stations. So, like, I wonder, like, yeah. how they market this sort of True. music. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Like, the kids don't Are listen to radio that? anymore, Are they going to come they? to Australia? Nobody even cares about radio anymore. No, they don't. No, no. So, terrestrial radio, yeah, absolutely not. So, um, I, yeah, I just I just wondered, like, you know, is this all a, a Spotify like um, multimedia marketing sort of online um, band because, uh, yeah, I don't know how they get marketed outside of, you know. Well, they seem to be doing it live. themselves. Yeah, they do. do Why don't you ring them up and ask? <laughs> I could. I could. Um, they probably answer. Um, like for me, like I thought this album sounded like, yeah, like an early 20s English drama TV show. Mm. Neda wouldn't know because she doesn't watch TV. But <laughs> what is the early twenties? I was, was going to say I what don't is know. Early twenties. I don't <laughs> What's know if TV anyone's seen. Well, you, <laughs> it was black and white. I, I, I know Kylie. You've seen this because we watched this on tour once. Remember that um, show, Fresh Meat, which was uh, where they all went to oh, uni yes, in Manchester so and lived oh, in that share house. Shows. You watched the yes. shows, yeah. <laughs> and so, like that it's on Netflix, I think. Like. I just thought this sounded like the soundtrack to that whole show, like ah. late teens, right, yeah. early 20s sort of music where they're all... Whinging 20-year-olds. Whinging 20-year-olds but going to the pub every <laughs> night, just get get trolleyed, going to uni. Like it no just sort responsibilities. Of had that. Yeah, yeah, no responsibilities, just like, I don't know. Smoking in your mum and dad's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like um, post-blur kind of but way more commercial. And like I'd written down, I didn't even read the... um. The bio I wrote down a key, the 1975. I thought it sounded like that yeah. band a lot, and like the things I thought was like the thing about making pop music and a pop album, um, which is what this album is. I think like quintessentially it is a pop album, um, even like I mean maybe electro indie pop album. Um, is that like when when these albums work like it's magical and joyous. And like you forget all about how derivatives of songs might be when they, when they're working, um, but when it's not, it does feel a little bit derivative. Um, and like so, like I it took me a few listens to go through and work out what was what was gold and what was sort of derivative. And like so, yeah, my heart sort of changed because well, I when I like you, I first listened to it and I thought, um, "Love you to death." That first song was just amazing, and then I got two or three times through it and like, oh, nah, it's not that good. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, I could just feel the references coming through. So like, um, you know, songs I liked were like, uh, I don't know, yeah, Not Okay and Alone, Pretty Great was amazing, I thought, which was which is the single and obviously because it's had like 8 million plays, I think the next best is 1 million. Um, I really like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, song which I played up front. I didn't but like that one as much. I just thought it should have been the album opener because it had a lot of like tension to it. Right. It would have been a really good sort of 
album starter to me. I like the beat of the first one. I, did, I wouldn't have listened to the rest of it if I had heard that one first. I really liked um, Alone. Um, I thought it was like really nice with like had heaps of width on the bass mix, which was kind of interesting. Like and it had that sort of sort of sweet indie club vibe. And some cool pads, um, speaking more <laughs> on a musical term. <laughs> and the hooky chorus. Um, I didn't like Glow. I thought Glow tried too hard to be catchy and and that's the example I'm talking about when it doesn't quite work, all the cracks start showing. Like so you can see that they're trying to write a hooky hit but okay. you can sort of, yeah, when it, when it does, when you sort of start looking behind it because it's not quite hitting you go, oh, yeah, this is, you it's know, these, these, these are the, what they're trying to do here. Um, um, I really like Load in Your Mind. Um yeah, and, the, and yeah, yeah, as I think I've said, um, I just think like a lot of these songs, like the, I thought the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song was like classic stadium Britpop. Like that's the sort of, you know, like um, song number two or something like that. It's like it's jump up in the air sort of stuff. Um, and I thought the last few tracks on the album were more examples of sort of near pop misses, um, like nice, still potential for sync action. Actually, I think this whole album's got sync potential all over it if you if they've got a good publisher which they obviously do in polydor um so the things i really loved about it were um i thought 39 minutes for an album is a really good length yeah i agree for a pop album with 12 12 tracks i thought that was good um as i said when it, when it works there's some magical pop moments um i thought the album sounded great like the engineer whoever whoever mixed it nailed the mix uh, you know, as we said, pads up. It's really atmospheric, like, you know, lots of width and like, lots of sort of subtle synths going on. Um, and I, I I, sort of kind of disagree with you. I think maybe lyrically she's great, but I thought the mix sort of hid the fact that the lead singer doesn't have a super strong vocal. She doesn't have a strong voice, no, but she has a beautiful voice. I, like I think, and, and she's allowed to be – she doesn't have to push it. She's no, allowed she's to, not pushing she's it at all. to be – you know, to put it wherever she likes to. She's got the freedom and of just like just allowed to fucking lay it wherever she wants. I think that's such freedom. I love. I would love that. You're right. Like she's speaking it. She's basically yeah, talking it through. Definitely speaking So, uh, and the reason I said that because when I'm, I went and listened to that song, what's it called? What's the pop one we like? Pretty that, great. Pretty great. <laughs> I watched the film clip and then I went and uh, it it flipped into the live version and it was only for three weeks ago. In London, okay. and it was awesome. Like, and the crowd were just going ballistic Yay. for that song. Awesome. But I her vocals didn't really seem to cut it live. I thought. Um, Don't they so have why were the audience people? going nuts then? Because they just love the song. The song they is, feel the content. Yeah, the song is so good. Yeah. So how do you? How does a singer like that? Uh, translate live then? How do you make it so that they can be heard properly? I don't know. Like, I mean, like it worked, you know, it could work because obviously they'd recorded everything and then remixed it. But um, I don't know. That was just my opinion. So I, I thought that, um, yeah, it could have been, I don't know. I just thought, like um, I, I guess the example I'm thinking of is the Laura Mavula album we listened to last year. When And when you've got such a strong vocalist, doing their thing in the background, like over the top of these catchy pop songs, you know, it, it just elevates them to the next level. And I didn't think she – I thought she was like they were great in context and they were great for the songs but I think like a stronger voice might have elevated some of the weaker songs a bit more. That was just, that was, that was just my um, impressions of it. <laughs> um, shall we review it? Shall we rate it? How? Oh. 
Yeah, teach me. <laughs> teach me. Well, how. well, Kylie, I've actually got the uh, the rating uh, blurb for you, and I don't think I think <laughs> I've forgotten to give it to you. But I'll, I'll get you to come over here, and you can read it out for me. One second, I'll point it in your direction, and then we can go. One second. All right. So, Netta, each week on the All Music Is Good po- <laughs> sorry, each week on the All Music Is Good podcast, we like to celebrate an unofficial podcast sponsor. I'm doing a lot of peas on this microphone. Sorry. The unofficial sponsor could be a thing, a local business, a concept, a thought bubble, or an experience. So, the unofficial podcast sponsor has never agreed to be the sponsor, has never contributed to anything to this podcast nor endorsed this relationship. But we like to celebrate them anyway for contributing positive vibes <laughs> to our life experience. So without further delay, was can you please let us know who will be this week's unofficial sponsor? Kylie, it would be my absolute pleasure to do that. <laughs> so I would like to say that this week's unofficial podcast sponsor is... Wilson Car Park. Oh no! <laughs> at Federation Square. Oh my god! Oh, no. one of the one of the ones I know the best. Was of course. Well, Kylie, one I, second. I've one got se- a story about this. One second, Kylie. <laughs> Wilson Parking offers affordable and secure parking at Federation Square <laughs> Car Park, located on Russell Street Extension. In the Melbourne CBD, this car park is nearby to many popular attractions, including Federation Square, Flinders Street Station, Birung Mar, Rod Laver Arena and Melbourne Park, offering casual early bird, <laughs> alley, night and weekend parking with exclusive discounts when you book online. The Federation Square car park will meet all of your parking needs. You can download the Wilson Parking app, which I've never actually done, to plan your journey and access exclusive discounts when you book online. Pay as you go with one convenient monthly invoice when you use the Wilson Parking card. Enjoy 24-7 unlimited access when you subscribe to monthly parking or just drive up to pay with a credit card at the car park. Now, the reason I picked the Wilson Car Park is because I've actually... Had the pleasure to use it twice in the last week. Okay. And I've used it a number of times over the years. And so as a dyed-in-the-wool Southsider now, I drive from Oakley onto the freeway, straight up Batman Avenue, into the city. I turn left and then I turn left again and I'm in the car park, like in the middle of the city without having to go through any traffic. It is freaking awesome. It is good. Now, I've... When we played at Fed Square on New Year's Eve a number of years ago, I went in there early for soundcheck. They closed the whole city down and when it was time to go home at 5 o'clock in the morning after a party, I just walked over to Fed Square car can park. Relate. I can relate. Got in my car, drove straight, drove, did a right and another right. In 100 minutes, I'm on the freeway, I'm all the way home. It's like all good. 15 minutes. Now, now that I've got a, a ute, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't go parking in these underground car parks in the city anymore. I can't do this shit. They've got an open air park on the yeah, top with big good. bays. Everything is good. Ned feels me. They've also got access. It's an accessible car park. It it's is absolutely fantastic. Oh God, Gold. I don't know about this. I went there. On, <laughs> I went to the comedy festival last Thursday night. My partner, who just is shit with directions, won't listen to anything and say, like, okay, we just go straight down the freeway, keep going straight, get off of Batman Avenue, look, left, left, we're there. Then we went in the game the other night. It's like, where is it going? What are we going off? Punt Road? Punt Road? No. 
this <laughs> Batman Avenue. And what do we do? Like, it's just like, oh, my God, left and left. Oh, it's so easy. I'm like, yes, I've been telling you this for years. Anyway. Um, I've also never been locked into that particular car park. It's so good, isn't it? They don't it? have a lot, you know, like if the gig goes late and you're hungry because <laughs> nobody gets to eat before the gig, blah, blah, blah. I've been locked into many other Wilson car parks but not that one. It is gold. Yeah, and they're can, good. It's a you, good one. You can drop, go down that sort of second level where you sort of come up into the Fed mm-hmm. Square through the sort of bookstore. and Yeah. Uh, Wilson car parking. Um, look. I'm not I can't one. believe you chose this. I'm not Fantastic. one for multinational <laughs> shout-outs, corporations or conglomerate shout-outs, but that car park is gold. I think they should well, sponsor this podcast. I'm, I'm all down the with people enjoying, yeah. enjoying unofficial um, you know, car Carly, parks. tell us why you hate it so much. No, I don't hate it. I just, I just have, in, I have issues because I, I don't understand things. You see, this, I understood one time I got to be a guest on ABC Radio and it was because someone else had pulled out, right? And so I went in. It's meant to be John Fain's show. Is this the Fed Square car park? It just, or, or just a random... Do you want to just stop no. interrupting me for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk for about half an hour and I didn't interrupt you. He didn't want to let okay. you go on. No. <laughs> and so, so I was invited to go on this show and then I came in and I was like... Um, it was kind of embarrassing because I got in there and there was these two other people who were like really, really amazing artists. Like one of them was from Germany and, one, and she'd made this new... She'd made a, a, a show about... Um, poor people and how, you know, basically nobody listens to anything about poor people unless it's made by rich people. And so she got um, Alec Baldwin and his ex-wife or whatever, Kim Bassinger or some shit, to talk about it and so it made it interesting, right? So whatever. Anyway, so I'm thinking about it. Okay, great. So the next guy comes on. Oh, I've made this amazing artwork that's in the National Gallery made from reclaimed plastic from the ocean and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, then they're like, oh, Carly Aldous, what have you done? I'm like, I wrote a song that, like, some verses rhyme in that, so... And I was like really embarrassed and made to feel like a real dunderhead. And then she's like, at the end of it, she's sending this piece of, um, she's uh, the the artist is holding this piece of this note and handing it to the producer and saying, and the producer's face kind of goes white. And they're like, okay, so I'm going to read this thing out. And she's like, now I need to say that I was going to call my um, my work this, but now I'm going to change the name of it to Wilson Must Go. Because the Wilson company that owns the parking has the blood of the of the, um, the Papua New Guineans on their hands and all this sort of stuff blah, 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 about some other things that was happening in the world at the time. And I was like sitting there going, not only can I not do all this amazing things, you guys, I haven't a clue what's going on in the world. I felt so embarrassed. And she was sitting there going, I'm making, and now I'm making an absolute protest about them on the radio and all of my artwork will be now named after this. And I was like, oh, you're so cool and you're so like knowledgeable. And she was like, so mm, I will not go on unless I'm going to say this. So, yeah, it was like, okay, so this company has, you know, um, blood on their hands. Apparently this lady has said this. So this is what. So some lady has said this. A German right. artist right. who actually had, you know, some sort of like uh, understanding of politics and the world and some other people's behaviour and actions, which, of course, as you said, huge big companies do things that we don't actually know about. Okay, so would you feel better if I called it <laughs> the car park at Bed Square? Is our unofficial sponsor as opposed to not putting in a corporate title? Maybe. I mean, it's it's it is a very hard one because, like, a lot of those things that we shout out, I mean, who knows where Calamera get their um their uh, time from? I mean, maybe they've got slave labour on their farm, like, my, you know, farming their time but that comes across to Australia. I mean, High Core Spa, um, pool chemicals. I mean, God knows. I know, like, that's what, definitely what? made by children in Brazil. Yeah, I know. 
It's such a difficult. Oh, Ned is doing some background research. I'm trying to do research, but Wilson <laughs> Parking has monopolized whatever's going on on the internet. It's all just like information about Wilson's Parking in, in a good way. <laughs> I can't find any it's blood all been on there. Corporate washed <laughs> when I yeah. search for it. It's been but um, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> so sorry about that. I just was like, it just blew my mind that I know I know so little about what happens in the world, and some people really. How do long ago think, was that? That was probably How five much research have you done on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, look, I, right, I, I just want to say right. that for the convenience, this is like shouting out the convenience in my life that give me good vibes. Convenience is worth it all. And um, I just think that the world, that um, the car park is really good. Anyway. It is a good car park. I've had a lot of happy memories there, but we got to do some research, Ross. Okay, okay. We'll all get back to you on whether this is okay or not. <laughs> The car park. I'm just gonna let's just let's let, going for convenience. Let's let's frame a rating scale anyway. All right. So, how much is it worth to us? <laughs> how much is convenience worth to us? Uh, okay. How how are you gonna frame that? Uh, how do we how do we make this into a rating scale? I mean, there could be another thing. Like, I could just say the top deck for me is like where it's at with my. Because well, you've got so a massive car, yeah. you have to have a big space. Nana's got a massive car as well. She does. <laughs> no, it's actually little. I've got a massive small car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a van, but it's the smallest van you can get. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Being a, okay, so we need okay, we need to frame like closeness to the gig. Yeah, closeness really? to the gig. I like not getting locked in. Also, so for me, like the top deck right near where the, you come up for the escalators, that's that's prime time. That's a 10 for me. Where you can unload and leave your car. Yeah, yeah. Although actually down the, sec- the middle level means it's un- undercover as well. Closer to the auditorium. Yeah. Also, you I have get to wet. always take a photo of where my car is because I forget. <laughs> you wouldn't there though. It's only three levels. It's I've, not- um, I've, been, I've worked at the casino like four times mm. and each time I lost my car. You parked at Fed Square? No, I no, parked in the casino. We're just talking about the Fed Square okay. car park. Oh, only, not only any other car parks, okay? okay. Oh, it's so such high. a versatile car park. There's like six or seven exits. And if you book online beforehand, it's cheaper. Yep. You can go out to the Yarra. You can you, you, know, you can park overlooking they the Yarra. They do have drones, I think. Yeah, that's right. They do have drones and whatnot. I just think the top deck, it's like the top shelf of, like, you know, of a bar. Because like I can I can park on the top deck near the escalator. I can look out. To um, oh, you're saying the second level because you can get in, can't, aren't you? Know, you can stay undercover and get into the auditorium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, all right. And all the how many layers is there? Three. Yeah, three levels. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon second level, closest is to the entrance, one. is like that's a ten. Okay. I reckon the bottom level, furthest away near the MCG. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no exit up there. Depends if there's an arts festival That's, there. There sometimes is one. What sort of arts festival? <laughs> if you haven't booked. Can you get out though, that far end? They have some sort of weird chain that they take down and oh. then there's an arts festival and you can – that's the way to get in. Okay, that could be like <laughs> – All right. <laughs> this is complicated. So anywhere – okay, okay. So, so we've got three levels. So that means there's three points for each level. So we've got like so – so one to three is second level, close to the lift, yep. middle, back. And then – the next one is where? Down, bottom level, front, you know. Front, I just reckon back, you up. say wherever you think it is where, like, and then, then shit, make yeah. it yeah. into oh. a score. All right. <laughs> Fine then. Wherever you think your favourite part <laughs> is relative to that score. So I'm going to go first. All right, go on then. All right. Shut that's done. <laughs> I'm sorry, gonna, sorry to ruin your scale. No, 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 it's fine. I just had to say. I'm going to say, I'm going to go in, I'm, I'm going to, Go in with, with not my. I'm going to go in with a smaller car. My my 
uh, Hyundai Sportage, no, Kia Sportage. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go park on the second level, quite close to the entrance to go into the auditorium. And I'm going to give this album, I thought it was really strong and there were some banging tracks. I'm going to give it a 7.5. That's good. I thought you were going to give it less than that because you were... Sort of saying a few rude things. Not not rude, just just not rude, critiquing. Yeah. yeah, the things that sort of you know were important to me, and I, I think I, the, for me there wasn't enough danger. Like it was just sort of like it wasn't as edgy as I wanted it to be. It was a bit too nice, and maybe not lyrically, but musically, it could have had a sort of. It yeah. was quite sort of compressed and on on you know there wasn't sort of a lot of ups and downs and light and shade. And I, I wanted a bit more than that, but yeah, because it had some absolutely banging track. No, it's not. But you know, you can have, you know, like the next album we're going to sort of get into has all of that, I think. But um, yeah, I seven point five. That's solid. Yeah, that's a great. That's, that's solid. a great score. Yeah. there's a really good good songs on this album. Nice. Solid effort, and they'll be they'll be smashing. The Euro Festival circuit this summer, oh, yeah. no doubt, with these songs. No, they've got a like management or something. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. They only had fifty-four festivals before that. Neda, what about I'm you? I'm going to give it an. Oh, well, I'm not going to say it in numbers. So I'm going to give it also a second level. Yeah. I'm going to be down near the stairwell, and I'm going to take the stairs down to the bottom just to go for a stroll along the Yarra. Nice. It's not New Year's <laughs> Eve, no. but there's a there's something going on something at Fed going Square on. which yeah. I'll have a look at. Yeah. But I'm mainly going to hang out. Down the down the Yarra and, and the see what's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there might be I'm, a sort of a Mexican food festival I'm going on. I'm having a good time. It's <laughs> Melbourne. It's Fed Square. I've had some of my best times, and I and I just think that this album I can relate to some of the lyrics, especially maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. She's singing about the themes that were on my mind 15 years ago, and I like it. I really like her voice also. Um, she she doesn't get me excited about um, kind of practicing my voice or anything, but mm. she's speaking a language that I spoke when I was fifteen years ago. And yeah, so level totally. two near the Yarra stairwell. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I'm just going to like say that's in the seventies region, we'll seven see. to eighties region, yeah. eight, eight, eighties yeah. region. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like her. <laughs> that's lovely. Yeah, she's yeah. great. I like your, I like your visuals, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm probably going to give it like more like a yeah, an eight and a half. I think I'm probably yeah, I'm going to catch the lift. Uh-huh. I'd say um and I'm going to walk I'm going to walk down the other down on the other side. Yeah, down to the yard because I remember when I was really young and I got really drunk and then I <laughs> I sprained my ankle, but I didn't care because I was just like wanted to go out. And then I went, I got so drunk and went for a swim in the Yarra, like under the under the bridge. I probably got toxic shock. Yeah. Um, with my friend, we were like two, nineteen. Um, Winter. We've all done that. That was the fun, you know. This is yeah. the fun times. This is the, the, these are the lyrics that I wish that I had written. And then, um, but for now, I would probably go up to transit and have and watch the fireworks and and have a champagne because I can, you know, because I'm old and rich and stuff. So. <laughs> I love it, I love it. And this is, I love this. I'm going to listen to this at parties in my kitchen. I think it's fantastic. I'm totally giving it eight and a half. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you, Carly. Thank you, Netta. Um, (laughs) So that was Fickle Friends' new album, Are We Going to Be All Right? And seven and a half for me, eight for Netta, eight and a half from Kylie on the uh, Fed Square slash Acme car park rating scale. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in a second (laughs) with our second album for tonight. (laughs) 
Okay, second album we're looking at tonight is by the artist FKA Twigs and the album is Capri Songs. Uh, Talia Debrett Barnett, born 17th of January 1988. So young. <laughs> Known professionally as FKA Twigs, stylized as FKA Twigs. I don't know why it says that. He's <laughs> <laughs> an English singer-songwriter, record producer, dancer, video director and actress born and raised in... Cheltenham, Gloucestershire. She became a backup dancer after moving. What a lot in common, Netta. Um, after moving to South London at age seventeen, she made a musical debut with the extended play EP One, two thousand twelve. A debut studio album LP One was released two thousand fourteen and reached number sixteen on the UK album charts and number thirty on the US Billboard two hundred. Um, it was nominated for Mercury Prize. Um, look her. Early life um, was that her mother is an English woman of partly Spanish descent who used to be a dancer and gymnast. Father, a musician, is Jamaican. She was raised by her mother and stepfather, a jazz fanatic, and did not meet her father until she was 18. Uh, Growing up in Gloucestershire, which she described the county as kind of in the middle of nowhere, she attended um, St Edward's School, Cheltenham, a private Catholic school for boys and girls. Um, her education at school was funded by an academic scholarship. From a young age, she undertook opera and ballet lessons and took part in several school productions, blah, blah, blah. Uh, at 17, she moved to South London to pursue a career as a dancer, where she also attended the Brit School. After changing her focus from dance to music, she transferred from the Brit School to Croydon College to pursue, to pursue an education in fine arts. She worked up as a backup works as a backup dancer for music videos by artists such as Kylie Minogue, Plan B, Ed Sheeran, Taylor Cruz, Yoni Bromfield, Jesse J. Um, she was a backup dancer for Jesse J in 2010 video "Do It Like a Dude" um, and appeared in the Price Tag video. Uh, in uh, let's say in two, she appeared in a two-minute BBC comedy sketch titled "Beyonce Wants Grocery." Um, at 18, Barnett began working with local London producers to try and find what she calls her sound. Around this time is when she wrote I'm Your Doll. She ended up producing a lot of really bad demos for the time. She worked as a hostess in a, in a club. She sang periodically at the box. Um, look, she, um, as I said before, like um, her debut was released in 2014. Number four, 16 on the charts, Mercury Prize nominated. She then released the um, M3 Oh, what, how, is that Roman numerals? I can't do that. Um, I can't calculate that quickly. In 2015, after a four-year hiatus, she released her second studio album, Magdalene. Um, after signing with Atlantic Records, she released a mixtape, Capri Songs, in 2022, which we're looking at tonight. Um, her discography has been the subject of consistent critical acclaim and her music has been described as genre-bending, which I will attest to, um, drawing on various... Genres including electronic music, trip hop, R and B, and avant garde. Netta, you suggested this album tonight. Oh, sorry, not an album, mixtape. So I'll throw to you, but I'm just going to throw to you with the question. Yes. <laughs> like when I grew up, a mixtape was a tape that you would make for someone that you liked to, you know, show them, you know, your affections by how cool you were with your music selections, which then seemed to move on. To sort of, you know, DJs, you know, doing their mixtapes with, you know, rare sort of songs and, you know, cool sort of music. 
which has now seemed to be morphed into a mixtape is now something that's not an album when you want to put out original music that's not an album just experimenting. Is it? Do you think that's right? Look, I, I think don't this get is it. not a mixtape. No, in it's my not a mixtape. Because well, it's, it's an, an album. album. I agree. It's definitely an album, yeah. a really strong album. Yeah. But, yeah, mixtapes, yeah, definitely this is not a mixtape. She hasn't borrowed beats from anyone. No, or... but I don't think it's what it is. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I was being, doing some research. It's like mixtapes now, original music, which is like, oh, that's weird. But um, That is weird. It also, I think it also means that it's when an artist doesn't want to spend the money on like fully, she spent doing money. It. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. She spent money. These agreed. dudes are expensive. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Some of the richest other artists in the world are hiring the dude she hired to do this. So agreed. She spent you, money. Yeah. Go for it. Tell us what you thought. Look, I love it. Did you know I, this album before? I did not. Okay, I cool. did not know this album before we ch- we decided to. You decided to invite me to your beautiful podcast. Oh, thank you. So thank you for getting me to lean in. I did know FKA Twigs. Um, I met her, I didn't meet her, sorry. I met her as in an audience member when her eyes met mine <laughs> and it was just like she, she's she got this thing that she does. You can see it in the film clip. She does it to every single person in the audience. Oh, she eyes you. She eyes you really? and she performs at you. She's a real performer. Wow. Um, at Laneway, like in 2015 or oh, something wow. like that, I'd gone to see Son, who I absolutely love. Do you know Son? No. I was checking I to see know. if he had a new release and he didn't. But I'd gone to see Son and I stayed for FKA Twigs and I had no idea who she was, but she made sure I knew who she was before I left that audience. And she's got this funny thing that she does to me where I really, really like her and I'm really not sure about other things too. I think there's there's a conservative side in in me that is like not too sure whether I'm going to let go of everything in the moment that she really kind of pokes a stick at. Mm. And um, but yeah, in the audience, um, what do you mean by that? Like, what what was she doing? I think it's the deep sexuality she has as an artist. Like, she's really intensely sexual, and on stage she was really kind of like honing in on members in the audience and going for it. She's absolutely gorgeous, super flexible, a real dancer. I mean, you know, she's not shy about her story, her background, and um, she really brings it, brings her yeah. whole story with her to her live performance. And Was and that with a DJ or was it with a band? Um, it, oh, so she she would, I'd, I'd say I would call it and she would call it a band, um, but it was two guys with drum machines right, dropping tracks oh, and right, playing okay. live parts, yeah. Okay. Um, I think one of them had a stack of singles. So live production. Live production, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, she was incredible, um, very vocally strong, very, uh, very, very physical and just, yeah, connected to the audience. Beautiful mm. costuming, the lot. What awesome. a cool find to go and watch that. That's yeah, amazing. yeah, I yeah. felt really lucky that I, I Magic. Yeah, yeah, was there and not too sunburnt and able to stay till the end, mm. that sort of thing. Was she headlining? Um, I feel like she was. It was like one of the last things before everybody was cleared out. Yeah. I mean, with a name like FKA Twigs, you would have to think that that would be a headliner because, like, <laughs> to me, like, is possibly one of the coolest names. Yeah, yeah. For an artist, like going around, like, like if I was to think of a top ten names of what I want to <laughs> call myself to be like the cool, like I actually find that name quite intimidating. You love it. You love like it. it's intimidating. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm intimidated kind of to like listen to know. her what music because <laughs> like what it's is like it gonna be? fucking FKA Twigs. I'm not cool enough to listen to FKA Twigs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I never was either. It's I was like, like but you know. are. You do. It's you like listen. Grimes. Like Grimes. Like I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to listen to any Grimes too. either. I don't know. I think I'm too grown up for that too. Yeah. Like like if you if you were to make a top ten, like who would you who would you put in? Like who else would you put in? Like because I would put in like someone like Flying Lotus. Like I think that's pretty is pretty cool. And Thundercat. Thunder maybe. Maybe Red. 
Who? Trippy Red. Trippy Red. Who's Trippy Red? You're just not cool. That's a cool name. I don't know. Is that a prop person? Is it just a cool name or cool person? It's a really cool dude. Yeah, right. He does this big scream kind of thing that's in all of his songs. It's like really cool. And I was like, I I kind of, I don't want to do it now because it's embarrassing. But, you know, it's like, it's it's really cool. Anyway, but that's like some things that you think, I'm just not cool enough to listen to. I want to hear the Trippy Red scream immediately. (laughs) Go. As long as it's better than the uh, who's the rapper that we always hate, who always sings on the songs, and he oh, pays Jason Derulo. No, no, no. Uh, he shouts out the name like uh, his, own, his own name. Yeah, his own name. Yeah. DJ Khaled. Oh, yeah. DJ Khaled. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, oh. So look, I, I feel I feel like as we go along this year, I just want to like have a, a list of the top ten coolest names in music that I'm too, too intimidated to listen to. And FKA Twigs is way up there. Yeah, that is Sorry, true. Yeah. I, yeah, I, you're right. It was something I couldn't understand about it myself that I never bothered to listen and I, that is, it is, it's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Sorry, she's awesome. I think maybe, I don't know if she knows it or she's just super confident and goes and gives herself great names and produces amazing film. Well, apparently was that was little chat there. That was that little chat that you heard, that little interlude. What was that? Was that her talking? I'm I, saying that I'm, I, I want to try and be more confident. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, she did say that. But Nobody apparently that. her name was Twigs. She started with Twigs. And now she's full but, Yeah, but someone else had the name Twigs. Oh. Yes, that's so right. Yeah. I don't know whether it was. I, can't, I, didn't, I didn't go deep enough to go for the <laughs> FKA stuff, but I did know that it was Twigs, which is certainly not intimidating at all. Neta, back to you. Sorry. Look, I just think she's fantastic. Um, really, like, all, well-rounded artist, a well-rounded performer. Um, so it's a mixtape, but it's not a mixtape, as was was saying. No. She, she's calling it a mixtape or, which I, yeah, I mean, it's listed as a mixtape, but it's an album. Capri songs, I interpret that as songs from the Capricorn. She released it on her birthday. So, yeah, 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 it's a Capri <laughs> Well, songs. there was that weird little interlude thing, wasn't there, talking about, you know, that Christy was talking about all the star signs and what's happening yeah, yeah. in the moon. The and moon. I was really worried when I first started to look at the track titles and start to hear some of the interludes. I'm like, oh, my goodness, are we going down a huge star sign, <laughs> you know, which yeah, yeah. which is okay. But she actually, she kept me there. Like we nearly fell off the edge of the cliff in a few songs we'll talk about. <laughs> I agree. But she didn't push me over the edge. Um you no, know, she did hold it in, didn't yeah, she? she? This whole album was very too, contained. Too intense. Um, I think she picked a theme, um, and I think she wanted to feel good. Um, she and I feel like even you know I I listened to the album quite a few times before I lent into any film clips because I am someone who relates to oh, music yeah, visually. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I should look, listen to the album a few times before I look at film clips. And also, and I just this yeah. afternoon actually, I just looked at a little bit of her being interviewed and I just, yeah, I just wanted to try and not look too much. But when she was being interviewed I skipped forward a lot and basically what I was noticing is that she was smiling so much when she was talking about this music. I think this is the, the mixtape or the it? album that she made because she wanted to make it. Yeah, yeah. She felt free. She spent a lot of time with the people she wanted to spend time with on FaceTime. So she made this album on FaceTime. Yeah. Right. So she spent all of the day... Um, on the lyrics. Because of lockdown. Oh, sorry, on the music and all of the night on the lyrics. Because um, of lockdown, that's yeah. right, Kylie. Um, yeah, so it's it's unique for her and I think, I don't think I would make an album on FaceTime but she I think also is a visual artist and this was her way. So she spent a lot of time in the daytimes listening to producers or talking with her favourite producers from all around the world and at the night time she would call her friends that she missed and work on lyrical content. Yeah. Um, not that they were lyricists, but she was pulling out of them the things they were thinking about 
and yeah, yeah. making this content. So um, yeah, I don't want to speak too much about how nice. she made it because some of them are her stories to tell, not mine. But that's what I grasped from looking at her speaking about the album with someone who was interviewing her that she was smiling and that she put out something that made her happy in the moment, oh, which I think is awesome. But it also felt like that, like that that confidence and that positivity came through in the music. Like mm. it felt like a very assured. Yes, I know what I'm doing. Like and I'm I'm I feel confident enough to try stuff on this album. Didn't you I think? think so. And I think her confidence is intoxicating. And and just um yeah, look, I really think she's really good at what she does and um she's when when we talk about like confidence, like she's talking with the biggest producers in the world right now. If you look at if we were talking about the Grammys before, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And um, the, but what's even bigger than the Grammys is the Latin Grammys. It doesn't get talked about a lot in this in Australia. Yeah, yeah. But what's even bigger than the Grammys is the Latin Grammys. It's just the sheer population thing, and um, she's using producers that win at the Latin Grammys. Is so, it El Guncho? Is that who it is? Um, yes, and yeah. um, also um, Pablo Giasreisha. Yeah. Um, and that's so funny you say that because like. I was listening to this. I'm like hearing all these subtle Delicious. South American grooves going on in there, like these mm-hmm. really sort of subtle samba grooves. Mm-hmm. And like I was trying to go, is this sort of, is this some? It feels like a cross between almost Bollywood and South American like influence. It's very global. The the the, the rhythmical influence. And she's used guys who are huge in reggaeton. So you would have heard like Jay. Um, so so like I was saying, Pablo, um, I can't pronounce his name correctly. My apologies. Pablo Gias Reisha. He's a Spanish singer, musician and record mm-hmm. producer. So he's famous for working with JB Balvan who, you know, like, you know, yeah, Latin yeah. Grammys just yeah. fucking sweeps the whole floor. I don't know if we can say that but yeah. here we go. He sweeps the floor. He's always performing at those Grammys also. Um, and the other reggaeton uh, watering producer is Mark Spears. Yes. Um, so also known as Songwave. And, um, yeah, he's worked on every Kendrick Lamar album. Yep. But but what we're hearing though was, and Kylie, I just, I, I think is not, it's not necessarily reggaeton. No, it's, it's fusion. More, it's fusion and leans deeper into Afrobeat sounds. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, she worked with a Nigerian guy mm-hmm. on this one as well. Mm-hmm, I, know, I think mm-hmm. I was reading. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. she, was, she was taking... And and the whole album feels like that because it feels like she's taken a bit from this and a bit like from that. And so when I said before it was contained, it's actually not contained. It's it's all over the place, but she never lets it get too, um, never goes too far out. She's just borrowing bits from here and there and somehow managing to fuse them all into these really well crafted songs. Yeah, I agree. But interesting, like experimental, interesting, but also. Quite soulful. Yeah. And then soulful. singing in opera as well. Oh, my bit. goodness. And then rapping. Is that pretty? What do you think of her voice, Kylie? <laughs> oh, her voice, it's perfect. Like, like she's got that, you know, so sweet and her diction is so clear. Mm. And, and But I was looking for um, the more of the, you know, like the Nana Cherry kind of uh, English black girl and I was, was interested not to hear very much English in there. It was very not. And like, it was like it was only here and there where there was that one, that one tiny little bit where it was like um, – Oh, what is it? I've I've got a I've got a love for what is it? Um, love for desire. I've got I've got this. I've got that. It was like it was, you could hear that tiny little bit of English accent, bit of, but, but the rest of it was all very. I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously she's exceptionally clever. Yeah. Um, but for me, I don't know. I just feel a bit like uh, I feel like the use of the auto tuning and when it's obviously not needed. And like I was talking to a friend the other day, like um, who was doing something, mm-hmm. uh, Anna and Lavender was saying she. She was saying that it was so interesting when she was trying to record kids from England who speak like 
jamlish or whatever, you know, basically. She, and the kids that were singing and they were like looking how they naturally sang like they were using on auto tune and they yeah. hadn't been. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because it's just a it's just a fad or it's a yeah, fashion. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like it kind of annoys me and it makes me feel like I'm sitting in the car with my kids. So and like I think I may be a little bit too old for this music. <laughs> I think it You're makes me. You're not too old for it. Right. I, I just felt like it was too Drake. It was too. Okay, yeah, there were moments like, that I thought this is a Drake beat and this is a Drake and, sound. And, and you, but see, because I'm interested to hear what you guys say. Yeah, you guys, okay. You understand so much more than I do. Like you know, you you can dive right into the the rhythms and this and the production and mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. The, the you can understand the language of it, but. For me, it all just sounded like the same boring music with her pretty voice. Over. Okay, okay, okay. See, like I, 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 I am the first to like pay out on mm-hmm. trap music and drill, and there were there was a lot of trap hats used on this, and a lot of trap beats. But to be honest, like it, it didn't annoy me, like so, because it was used quite subtly, and the beats. There was a lot more um, melodic content, like I thought, synth-wise, and also quite jarring, dark, interesting stuff that sort of like made you – because like with, with all that sort of trap music and drill music, like the beats are front and centre. Like it's all about the beat and it's all about mm. the, the the rap or the, the verse. Yeah, and, and, and it wasn't with this at all. You know, so there was, a lot, there was a lot of, yeah, melodic content just like coming through from different angles and it sort of – made you go, oh, what's happening here? And then it would completely flip in the mm. middle of songs and go somewhere completely different and it was just, oh, yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah. I think she's definitely thinking with the, in these productions too where she's going with the music videos. I just I yes. have to say it. I can't pretend that she's not thinking about the visual I the think whole you're time. Right. Yeah, yeah. And she's carefree and she wants you to and feel that. I didn't that. see any of that. And I'm, and oh, I yeah, would, yeah. I should probably have looked at that but I just wanted to listen to the music and I just felt like the music was all quite bland. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. And to me it, I just couldn't stand. Like I quite used to quite like The Weeknd. But with this one, it was all like, oh, tears in the club. It's all like, up in the club, up in the club. Why are they crying in the club? Why are they crying in the club? That's what my comments I think were. I don't want to like, hear about it. No, I think it's probably like a smoke machine issue, like with like gigs and allergies. We can cry. Probably. What's because oh, they just want to say up in the club. Tears in the club. I thought that song was a banger. You just wanted to say club, 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 Yeah, if you say club, like tears in the club, yeah. what a line. Like it's the, like saying um, like California. Yeah, yeah, that's right, California. <laughs> Put it into any song it's like, or any yeah. album title, it's going to be famous. It's just a little ding. Um, yeah, I, I, I really did want to know why they were why they were crying in that club. Like, I, I wasn't convinced <laughs> with that song, with the lyrics. Like, just looking at before I looked at the music. Of course, I looked at the music video, but before I looked at the music video, I was just like, "Let's have a look at the, the music video in the break, can we?" Okay, yes, we can. All right, we can talk about that more and after you know, the break. I really like Daniel Caesar. I thought he was uh, that one. Yeah, is it Caesar or Caesar? Oh, I don't know. I call him Caesar, but who knows? It's probably what, uh, C-A-E. Isn't it? Caesar? Is, is it? Is that how you spell Caesar? Uh, yeah, Caesar. maybe. Caesar. Caesar. Um, how do you, that's how you spell Caesar. Is it? I thought it was C-E. Remind me the title of the I track he was on. Ah, uh, that's called I'm Careless. Probably, probably oh, yeah, Careless. But I thought the song was boring as... Yeah, the song, yeah, song was sort of okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Just okay. What, what are you saying sorry for? Because I know you're supposed to... And music is... All music is good. Yeah, all music is good. <laughs> Well, look, I'm looking at... But I just feel like I'm... I can't understand she, it. Like, I, I feel song, like I'm missing so much in this. She's asking us in that song to think about intimacy and not to worry about the fumbling moments before... In Careless, I reckon. Oh, right. yeah, I reckon yeah. she's really asking us to think about intimacy yeah. and not to think about all those things, the fumbling moments before 
you you which, may be intimate or which is fine but I, I can't be interested in a song I can't be interested in the lyrics if I can't first hear that good melody mm-hmm. sure and I couldn't find anything in there hmm I mean it was very subtle um I mean no, no it wasn't subtle it was just yeah, I'm not subtle. It, it wasn't <laughs> I mean like the la- the last album that we listened to was very sort of like that was straight ahead. That was like eighties pop melody, and this one obvious, you sort of yeah. yeah yeah it was obvious. And this one wasn't obvious. It was yeah. like it was it was all there. It was just very sort of like done in an experimental way that you sort of had to sort of really like sort of you have to eat your veggies. You sort of had to pay attention <laughs> to what was going on because there was a lot going on, yeah. and it just needed multiple listens to sort of really sort of dig into where the sort of melodic content was but I thought it was all there and that's that's actually what I really liked about it um and yeah. like for me like yeah for me like I'm actually going to go out there quite hard mm-hmm. and say really early on like this is probably one of the best albums I've heard this year like yeah. I love it it's going to win an award now because he said it <laughs> <laughs> it's not like like it is like I mean okay if I had to compare it to albums I listened to last year I don't think this is particularly been that strong we've got to L, uh, April with our albums and the my favourite one's probably been the Adele one and I actually think they came out in December mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe The Weeknd but possibly not because I only had four good songs. Like this one's... The Weeknd's on it, man. Yeah, The Weeknd's on it. <laughs> but this, this album is strong. Like yeah. it's But... I didn't but find because it it's all. because it's interesting, Sorry. like there's just a just a heap heap <laughs> it's happening. Um, it sounded a little tedious. I don't. It's Look, a, I find it hard to explain because, like, it is hard to explain. It sits on like an electro R and B tip, but it just moves everywhere. Look, I think music is moving everywhere. At I the love moment. that, which I and love. I, I feel like there was this time I don't know how many X years ago it was where music moved from being rock dominant to hip hop dominant. I'm just 20 and, years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think now we're moving into Asuntu or um sorry, uh, what do we call it? Um What's anything goes Neda? Yeah, but but these kind of uh these types of afrobeats and are coming to be become popular now. So yeah. this was just previously just popular in Nigeria or West Africa or in Ghana. And the English it's now popular this in London yeah, and that's right. starting to get popular in Melbourne. Yeah. In our nightclubs here, we're playing these songs. And I thought it was just a little kind of like fantasy I was having <laughs> in um in lockdown with Mars. I was just like, we're just listening to all this great Asunto music. Yeah, yeah. But then I hit the clubs with the young kids and I give them DJ gigs. And they're DJing my favourite song, Bop Daddy, and I feel like a grandma singing every lyric with all these kind of 18-year-olds. I'm like, no, 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 this is what's cool now. Yeah. Like so, yeah. and, and you know, um, I'm not talking about the J.B. Balvan producers and things like that, but more um, some of these guests that she's getting on. They're only young guys. They're 24 years old, you know. Like um, what's Salio? What was Salio's first name? Um, I can't remember his first name, that rapper. I'll get it up in a, in a moment when I go track by track. But... These guys are young. They're ten years younger than her, and I think she knows what's where music is going. Yeah, and she wants to be in that first five years of everybody trying these new things with Afrobeat and reggaeton producers, but in her way. And I feel like Capra songs even is her way of doing star signs. Like she feels very sensual. She feels very Capricorn. She's looking for her meaning. She's looking for her way to make an album in lockdown. It's and she's looking for her way as a as a singer slash dancer slash film clip producer. Yeah. And even with that opening song and the carefree flutes and all yeah, this yeah. sort of stuff, I feel like they've made choices together as a production team and then she's gone and slapped these lyrics on that are 
going to really work for TikTok videos, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But her music <laughs> yeah. videos are TikTok music films. That's, that's where music is. And um, yeah, so she gets it. And I feel like some of it is a business move for her. She is a businesswoman mm-hmm. and always has been a kind of a heavy artist, but with a really big lean into business. Um, you know, she's done it all. She she started in the clubs even as a stripper. And this was a business move. Up in the club. Yeah, yeah. all up in the club. <laughs> or yeah, well not all up in the club, all up in the club without all her clothes. And she <laughs> but she knew her sexuality and her power and how to get money. And I think she's finding her way now. Musically. Yeah, yeah musically yeah. and yeah. culturally too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's more relevant than some of the stuff, which was really controlling. Like some of her previous albums are really controlled and really stylized and and um, but now she's grown and she's like, this is I can do a little bit, I can do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And now within this, I'm also changing to here and here, but I'm not going too far out. Yeah, I think she's great. I think the um that comment that you made that there was a lot of visual thoughts mm. made around this music makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. So I'm really keen to go back and have a look at some of these clips because you're right, you want to see you can see some of these changes happening visually just as much as you can musically. Um look. It's – I just like, yeah, she's exploring different elements of songwriting and production and she's pushing boundaries of what contemporary R&B is and that's exciting, I think. Um, mm. Yeah, as I said, yeah, I don't know why it's called a mix mixtape. All mixtapes are good but, um, yeah. This, this is not a mixtape. This is a, this is, this is yeah. a strong album. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm coming back to this one to give it more listens because I feel like there's layers to unpeel on this. I'm looking forward to sort of – Getting in there and having a listen. Okay, let's let's rate it. Kylie, do you want to go first? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just yawning. <laughs> I, I, I respect that. I respect your yawn. Hey. Um, I'm going to park right down on the, on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I think um, only because I'm just like I'm a bit of a bogan and I don't really understand stuff good. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to go to taxi. <laughs> Taxi's good. The dining room. Have some food. Then um, what, what's the next one up? There's, there's, uh, there's, I don't know. There's, yeah, because there used to be like, oh, what used to play up the top? Was it transit? Transit, yeah. And there's, there's traffic, is it? Traffic and transit, anyway. What's the one on the bottom? Called? Yeah, the one on the bottom was, uh, I think it was. I thought that was transit. Tra- traffic, no. Anyway, but I remember being up the top and then I was doing a gig up there and this guy, I went downstairs to go to the toilet or something, <laughs> or go somewhere, and this guy got in the lift with me and he was like sort of a bit drunk and he was sort of leaning on the back of me and he didn't realize and he, I walked out of the lift at the top and he sort of followed me out and I was, he was like, Oh, where am I? I'm like, you out of your league, boy. <laughs> Back in the lift. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I probably need to hang out with those sort of people because I'm not really understanding all of this yeah, and I'm not really sure. enjoying it. So I'm just going to park down the bottom and um, probably catch a tram uh, up to Young and Jackson's and have a beer. From the car park? You're not going to walk? <laughs> Yeah, I reckon she wants a tram ride just for yeah. the vibe. She needs yeah. vibes. She's I'm not so getting the Melbourne. vibes. I'm yeah. so Melbourne, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably going to give it like, ugh, I reckon it's a four. Oh, brutal. Mm. Okay. Oh, Kylie didn't like it. That's boring. Oh, no. Sorry. It's not boring. It's what you like. It it's Drake. all good. I it respect it. It was too it. Drake for me. Okay. I've, um, I've had a um, like a no traffic run straight <laughs> down the Monash. I've got the lights <laughs> and then I've got the next set of lights. <laughs> And I've pulled into the car park and there's like a left spot. Left. I've gone to the top, the deck, because yeah. I've got the ute yeah. and there's a spot there, like right where I pull in. <laughs> it's not the closest spot but it's pretty close. I'm giving this a nine. Wow. I think it's really good. Go you. Yeah. Yep, I'm going a nine too. I'm parking 
So my favourite park in Fed Square is on level two and it's like one of the first car parks that's been reserved for me because I have a gig there oh, and yeah, it's cool. New Year's Eve yeah, yeah. and they've put the little bollards thing and they've even said netter on it. I'm oh. like, <laughs> you didn't have to do that, guys, but thanks so much. You're so sweet. And I'm also going to fit in 15 other percussionists in this little one spot, so yeah, just get right. ready. I'm moving this to be netter, all of these. So, yeah, so I'm going nine. I think she's fantastic. Uh, I, I do find her confronting and there are bits of it that, Mm, yeah, I, I I don't feel like spending New Year's Eve to the whole album. So no, I, I, I agree, res- I agree. Yeah, I yeah. respect I Kylie's I, yeah. decision to do a four. In. I think my car is going to get locked in. You, you had a bad <laughs> yeah. time. You got on the wrong side of New Year's Eve and yeah, I need yeah. to come find you and we need to start this again on the first. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go find a real band for Kylie and have a good time on the first. But, yeah, I'm giving her a nine. I really like her and um, I think she's fucking sexy and there's just there's some stuff that she's doing with these Afrobeat guys that she's elevating them. And I can't wait to see where they all go when they grow up. Well, maybe I need to look at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go sure. check her out in the break. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was a uh, FKA Twigs Capri songs, two nines and uh, another number. I can't remember what it was. Four, four. Two <laughs> four, nines and a four. Two nines and a four. All ratings are good. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a second with the last album of the night. <laughs> Okay, so we're on to the last album of the night and it's by the artist Jack White and the album is called Fear of Dawn. All right, so Jack White or John Anthony Gillis was born in Detroit on July 9, 1975. Yes, someone who's older than me. The youngest of 10 siblings... (laughs) He began playing drums at an early age and took inspiration from the world-weary blues of Sunhouse and Brian Willie McTell. A fascination with guitar followed in his teenage years. After launching his own upholstery business in Detroit, White began to infiltrate the city's music scene as a drummer for Goober and the Peas, a local cowpunk band. <laughs> cowpunk. In 1995, while continuing to play drums for other groups, he crossed paths with a bartender named Meg White. And the two were married in 1996. Jack took Meg's surname and the pair formed the White Stripes after a Bastille Day jam session showed promising results. The White Stripes established White as a roots rocker. He made sure they covered blues chestnuts with Sunhouse to such a degree that his modernist art instincts were somewhat overshadowed during the band's peak. These dueling, sometimes complementary instincts fueled White's myriad artistic pursuits both within and without the confines of the White Stripes. He started stepping out on his bandmate Meg, the ex-wife he called his sister, almost immediately after White Blood Cells gave the group a blockbuster in 2001. What's the name of the song? Seven Nation Army. Army. He produced Loretta Lynn's Van Lee Rose and formed the Raconteurs with Power Pops. Brendan Benson, then The Dead Weather with uh, Alison Mossart of The Kills. His voracious musical appetite and strict work ethic flourished once the White Stripes called it a day in 2011. 
as he divided his time between his third man records empire, the raconteurs and dead weather. And a solo career that grew increasingly idiosyncratic with new albums, Blunderbuss and Lazaretto, veered close to the territory covered with the white stripes, but the proggy oddity of boarding house reach didn't prove to be a detour as the twin 2000, uh, 2022 albums, Fear of the Dawn and Entering Heaven's Alive proved. Okay, so maybe I'll kick this one off. Um, last Friday, I went out for lunch with one of my basketball teammates. We went to uh, Just Italy, uh, which is a, a pasta shop in uh, uh, Oakley that also uh, does lunch. And uh, we had uh, some birra baladin. We had some uh, birra baladin, which is like a Italian beer. Okay. Best beer in the world. And um, and then we had some fresh pasta from like Nonna's Kitchen out the back. And Yum. we had this like chicken stock with um, sp- um, spaghetti. I mean spaghetti, not spaghetti. With uh, sausage meat, like uh, pork and fennel. Yeah. And I uh, had peas and like a stock and it was just beautiful. And then we decided to try some of the Pinot Nero. Uh, which is like you know some Italian wine and uh, and then we had like Pinot what's that Pinot Nero yeah Pinot Nero Vino Vino Nero Vino Nero so Vino Vino Nero Vino Nero and then we had some uh, we had some some more wine (laughs) (laughs) we had some Masira and uh, and then I was just like uh, maybe we should go home and then he (laughs) left his keys at home so then we went back to my house and then we drank another bottle of wine. Anyway, I realised that you guys had picked your albums and, like, in my head, I'm like, I need to pick some albums, I need to pick some albums. So, like, really want to pick the Red Hot Chili Peppers album. We had it on the background, like, oh, this is so mundane. Then I really wanted to pick Confidence Man, yep. which just Who's came that? out. It's a Sydney group. Yeah. Uh, yes. And, uh, but you guys have both picked sort of electro sort of um, albums. So I put on the first Jack White track. I'm like, I'm... Let's just pick this album. <laughs> so <laughs> that's exactly what it was. It's like, and then I sent it out. You go, yay! Everyone's going, yay! And I'm like, okay, give it a go. And we're on. Um, <laughs> so it was not the Excellent. album I was going to pick. Um, so like, yeah, like, I mean, possibly like a lot of people. Like my last Jack White experience was so long ago. Yeah, me too. Um, mm. But you know. The guy seems to have his fingers in so many pies. Like, yeah, and you do know, hear that. That I was sort of keen to listen and see what's been going on. And to be honest, doesn't feel like a long way from what I was listening to 20 years <laughs> okay, ago. Okay, okay. So was changed. your last experience a White Stripes experience? Absolutely, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Um, apart from, like, this album, like, there's a lot of studio trickery and updated production. Like, I think, you know, even listening to that first song that we had on the background, like, the use of compression like noise gating, like so everything's just cutting off and panning is just like, it's ballistic. Like, and, yeah, it's, and it feels a little bit like, oh, somebody got a new pedal. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's awesome in the headphones. <laughs> you, you, like this is an awesome headphone album. Um, so like, yeah, Taking take, take Me Back is the first song and it's like, it's, it's Riff City. And with that bonkers, like arpeggiated key section in the middle, like, and also no bass, you know, like the White Stripes, which is like, yeah. you know, always I have issues with as, you know, someone who plays a lot of bass in my life. Um, I've got, like, you know, I've sort of gone through the album and sort of songs that were sticking out to me were like, um, I at first I hated it, um, Heidi Ho. Man, like, I couldn't wrap my head around, like, a Q-tip 
from Tribe Called Quest collaboration with Jack White. I'm like, this is which is also, also the Cab Calloway song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is um, got a credit as well. Yeah. Oh, that's that's funny. I didn't notice that. Um, but the song's actually hilarious. Like, the, and that that Middle Eastern style intro. And then the sort of like Slim Shady style yeah. verse is like, this is nuts. <laughs> but actually, once I sort of listened to it a couple of times, I'm like, I think I really like this. It's very funny. Um, a song that's going on in the background at the moment, um, which is uh, Eosophobia. Isophobia, yeah. Isophobia. Yeah. The fear of the sun coming out. I'd never heard yeah. of that. Had you? Like he's a vampire. It's a vampire. Uh, Is that a thing? Yeah, Is that why it's he's all pale and indigo and black? Got blue hair and shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I reckon he thinks he's a vampire. Yeah. Like maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, well, also into the twilight. Yeah. Dusk interlude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you this know? is the lyrics in this. Yeah, it's like some lyrics. Like so, you know, apparently he wrote uh, what is it? Wrote that song after uh, doing intermittent fasting and uh, oh, staring at the sun. I like a guy now. <laughs> I feel um, like staring that's a, at the sun is not okay, people. Don't no. do it at home. I mean, that, that track was super sci, sci prog rock. You know, I had like influences of Zeppelin and mm. even the Who. And even there's like a Who sort of drum roll in there <laughs> at one stage, which is funny. And then he's sounding like Robert Plant singing at, at some stages. Um, look. Uh, what was he singing about? I feel like he's singing about the end of nature. It's so weird, that song. Which? Isophobia. Isophobia, yeah. Like a suicide I, song or the a, end of nature? There was that or? picture that kind of went with it as well that sort of seemed like, well, he was scared of looking at the ruins in the daylight. You okay. know, like the nighttime is, is comforting. Okay. Phew. Also, he, dude's been staring at the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is a song called What's the Trick? Is yeah, that, what's that the trick what to make trick? my that, love stick? That, that, yeah, that sounded very uh, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, um, I thought so. No, I thought it was more um, uh, Roland's. Henry oh, Henry Rollins, okay. Yeah. I just thought, like, made me start thinking, like, wouldn't, Poetry, wouldn't so. like, a Tom Morello collab, like, for the guitarist from Rage Against the Machine be cool with Jack White? Like, even Jack White fronting Rage Against the Machine, that could be a cool collab. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was then. This is now. I thought it was pretty rollicking and uh, had a, a bit, of, bit of a... Yeah, had, yeah. I mean, we've used esoteric and effusive yeah. and all sorts of, like, cool <laughs> words tonight. Um, I think we've made our word quotient. <laughs> Quota. <laughs> Quota. Um, <laughs> What's a quotient? A isn't qu- it, it's mathematical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go with it. I didn't realise that this dude was the White Stripes dude until really? track nine. I didn't actually put it together that it was the oh, White Stripes, okay. but I'm like, by track nine I'm like, okay, I get their sound now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took me that long. <laughs> okay, I understand their sound now. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> I kind of like the uh, drum groove and mix on the last song, Shedding, Shedding My Velvet. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah, had like what, a bit what of... What is his velvet? Is it a curtain or a coach? Oh, I would have, I'd say it's a cape. A coat. Oh, a cape, maybe. You've to have a velvet a coat. Yeah. Cape. Shedding my what cape. Is you said he was a vampire before. He's a vampire, so you're right. More you're like there be a cape. You, you yeah, okay. it's a cape. Okay, you're right. Okay. Um, yeah, He's also being generous in that song. He's admitting I'm, someone else is right. I like the lyrics. I'm not as bad as I was, but, you know, I'm, yeah. Um, I mean, musically, it sort of had a bit of a Wu-Tang vibe, which is yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> credit, like, credit to Jack White. Like, I think the songs move all over the place. Like, you know, it challenges a little bit. Um, like, it forced me to recalibrate what I was listening to while I was going. And I do like being forced to sort of recalibrate and going, what is happening in my brain? Do I like this? Do I not like this? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, And if the calibration resets properly, then then that's a good thing. And I kind of think it sort of did in some respects and in other respects it didn't. Like I'm not not 
didn't fully love this album, but like there were some songs. Did you listen to it was? Yes, I did listen to it. Yes, I listened to when it you twice, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, once while I was drunk, once when I was sober. Did you sober. watch the videos? I haven't watched any of the <laughs> yeah, videos. Yeah, I, I like either. that you watch all the videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't watch all the videos, but a lot of them. I haven't watched any videos. And they're all indigo either. and white and black. Because ah. he's a vampire. Yeah, he thinks so. Yeah. What did you I, think? I quite like the videos, especially for the title track, Taking Me Back. No, yep. Fear of the Dawn, pardon me. Yeah. Oh, I, sorry, it was Fear of the Dawn, the title track. Sorry, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was my, me that said that taking me back. But, was, but it's, it's, taking it's me back in was every excellent. Song. It's, also, it's kind of I think theme. it was me who said it's it. It's a theme, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I, I, look, I think I really liked the videos. I didn't realize it was the white stripe guy. And yeah. taking me back is you, the first track. Taking me back is the first track. I'm watch yeah. the video. Oh, video. Fear of the Dawn is a single, is it? Fear of the Dawn is the title album title. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Hi, my name's Carly. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Nana. <laughs> you was. No, what? no, it's all good. Tell us what you thought, Nana. <laughs> Look, I loved it. I, I actually like that they just, you know, enjoyed. I think he was really clear about he, what he wanted, a style, and went for it. And yeah, I quite like the album also. It's not something that I, I don't know how I would have ever found this album mm. unless you told me about it. I don't think I would have stumbled across it. No, okay. Yeah. Uh, how did you find it, by the way? Oh, well, because Jack White was just <laughs> yeah, so I had Spotify. No, I didn't know who Jack White was yeah. until this listening properly. I didn't know he was half of the White Stripes. Um, I think people have tried to tell me who Jack White was since I was younger. Do you think you'll remember it now? Yes. yes. <laughs> I will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's really confident um, and he's working with a video producer who has just been super consistent across all, all of the videos and I like what they're doing, yeah. I think aesthetically he's he's very concerned aesthetically with the music. Like mm-hmm. the music's got an aesthetic to it as probably I'm assuming the film clips do because yeah, yeah. the White Stripes always had a, you know, that red and white sort of yeah. thing through the whole thing. Yep. So thematically he always sort of looks at themes. Um, yeah, Kylie. Well, how do you say that? But you know, because I, I don't like to confuse people. Because, but you know, the album's called Fear of the Dawn, and also track number two is called Fear of the Dawn. And it, what's that? How what, the bit that he says I, in Spanish? Como is it? Como and is it Madeira? I've written it down. I can't remember it now. Uh, como and Diram Ieso, and it's like in wooden plaster. But it sounds so cool when he sings it. And it's like there's a lot of kind of stuff that he sings in Spanish or whatever. Did you translate that? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like wooden, like wood and plaster. But it's it's from something else. There's a lot of stuff that he writes that is like poems. Um, and I, I, anyway, the first song, Taking Me Back, I, I love that because it was like, you know, are you taking me back? And then he was like, uh, not for long. I, I bet you won't. And if you do, not for long. And so it's so cute. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, you will take me back, but not for long. And then it's like, oh, the kids are taking me back, like in memories, you know, and then it's like, coffee, are you taking it black? And so it's so clever. Yeah. Like, in oh, wow. so many. I was so distracted by the oscillating synths. I, I didn't even write <laughs> yeah. anything about the lyrics. This is great. Keep going. It's like, you know, you're taking me back. It's like you're taking me back in, in memories. Yeah. But it's like his girlfriend, you, he, he's like, you're taking me back, aren't you? She's like, yeah, but not for long. <laughs> that was so clever. And then the fear of the dom, um, come on. Uh, I just want to hear it so I can understand, the, the, play it for me so I can hear the words. Um, but, yeah, he's kind of like that rap. I loved it. The, the rhythm of his words, like the, his kind of rapping style is really like, really hardcore and one of his lyric, like, lyrics is like born rotten with r-o-t-t-i-n apostrophe and then born rotten r-o-t-t-e-n in the same line so it's so cool born rotten born rotten got born, it yeah and born rotten and it's like it's and it's apparently like about him being the devil and having kids and they're all like you know I- I- like illegitimate and it's just like i just i love that thing about that about jack white that he, he's so fucking yeah. crunchy he's so yeah. fierce and crunchy and just like 
I don't care. Just yells it out like he doesn't even care. Yeah, <laughs> he was I, serving me Bedlam and Goliath vibes then. Yeah, and it was like very much about being the devil or something coming yeah. down to earth and that. And so yeah, I think he really is actually a vampire. Mm. Um, That's so interesting. And that white raven thing with a little picture on Instagram. <laughs> just one thing that just makes you realize he's just such a he's such a clever kind of mental dude that it's like you get a bit scared that he might run off the rails any second. And it's like that one the picture of him holding the like the thing to his throat, mm. the, the, saying, "If you talk too much, this man might die." <laughs> 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 He's so intense, isn't he intense? And the lyric in White Raven is repetitive <laughs> and intense. Yeah, I thought it was very Black Keys, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote Ramones, very, but yeah, really, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of sparse, yeah, and just like. <laughs> yeah, it was like, very re- mechanical. They hit it? you with a fucking axe. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, I love that bashing and, and anthemic. And also, yeah, and when I heard that one, and I remembered like another way to die, and I'm like, oh, is that a Bond song? Of course, it's a Bond song, and that's how it's like from James Bond with Alicia Keys. Yeah, ah, totally knew it straight away because it's like all the all the things. It's like a Shirley Bassey song. Like it's basically they want it to be a Shirley Bassey song, isn't it? But it's so great. Like Alicia Keys is so good. I think she's fucking amazing. And, and what song was that? Another way to die. It, it's a Bond theme. It's from. Um, oh yeah, it's yeah, from, yeah. What's the one with Daniel Hot da- stuff? <laughs> what's his name? Daniel Craig. Daniel Hot Craig. Mm. Um, and it's about uh the one where they drink oil in it or something. What's it? You know, it's not oceans. The word O comes to mind. Can you look it up? Uh, what's it? I'm lost. Um, what which Bond film is it? It's not. It's one where he. Uh, it's not Skyfall. It's the anyway. live another day, die it's better, dying. die. I don't. Know. It's no, just, it's, it's any, um, anyway, Is it relevant to the just? Review? Yeah. Well, no, it's not at all. <laughs> okay, so anyway, that would have been Ocean, fun to write. Ocean's Eight. Oceans something no, Heidi <laughs> Ho. Yeah, that I all I said there was a bit boring. You know, you thought it was fun. You liked it. Yeah. Um, East Phobia we talked about already, Fear of the Dawn and, um, yeah, Staring to the Sun. Uh, Quantum of Solace. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. I thought, oh, but it was it had a little squitch, scratch in there. Right. <laughs> so it makes it a cue. Yeah. <laughs> Into the Twilight so that, yeah, um, here in the night, everything right, can't see the destruction in the dark. So, yeah, I like that the, the William S. Burroughs um, – like a quote that's right at the end that says, when you cut into the present, yes. the future leaks out. I love that. Um, the dusk into yeah. So uh, what's the trick to making my love stick? That's just, yeah, right up, straight up rock. Um, rock everything ex- else is rock like. existentialism. Yeah. Well, and that was then this is now changed to art. Like they changed it up a bit. East of February replies. Uh, for me, it just sounds like, yeah, it's all, it's it's good guitaring. That's what I wrote here. <laughs> Good guitaring. Good guitaring. Yeah. Good good pedals, good effects. Yeah, somebody got it got a new pedal for Christmas. Um, morning, noon and night. I thought that was a little bit Beatles esque. Yeah, I thought that too. A little yeah. bit boring, but yeah, went it went somewhere at the end that felt like a Beatles jam. Fun to see it live. Yeah. Shedding my velvet. I loved it. I loved the lyrics. Um thought it was a very a really interesting, nice to see. Yeah, as I said, I've always kind of I don't know, not gone and listened to him because I thought, ah, uh, I already know what he's going to do or – and then I did. And I think, then, yeah, that's and right. And then, and you then did, he did. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I didn't realise that I actually really like it. And I thought that also maybe he was going to do covers because I thought maybe he'd done a few covers and I thought maybe I'm just going to find out that he does all covers and I don't want to know. Like mm. sometimes he doesn't want to know stuff. Mm. But, when like, it's so refreshing after doing this show, like, and – uh, every song's got 75,000 writers and producers and it's all mm. bleh, bleh, bleh. It, 
pisses me off a bit and and bores me and I can't understand it. And this is kind of really straight up and obvious and I like straight up and obvious. Mm. I like that he's just done it and he's like <laughs> sat there and not eaten anything and stared at the sun and played his guitar real hard and I like that. And he's a poet and he really understands words and he's just so clever and he just and he married his girlfriend on stage recently and I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, so I didn't yeah, know that. With, yeah. So, she in the band as well? Oh, she's in another band. But she, uh, Black something, I can't remember. You can look it up. He's, she's Olivia, Olivia something. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they got married. She, he uh, he proposed to her on stage and then she said yes and then they got married on stage and his mum happened to be in the audience who has the same last name as his old last name. Oculus. Yeah, and yeah. then and so that was pretty cool. But yeah, he still has blue hair and I think I think he's pretty cool. So there. Olivia Jean on stage during his most recent concert, rock star Jack White stunned fans in Detroit Friday when he proposed to his girlfriend, got married on stage. Oh, they actually got married on stage. Yeah. Wow. His manager actually married them, married them because they obviously had the um, capacity to do that. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, I think I just think well, he's obviously a massive talent. He's got twelve Grammys FFS. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's not mucking around. So well, I'm impressed. Kylie, mm. why don't you kick off the ratings then? I reckon I'm definitely going to go, I'm probably going to drive like from your house on this one. <laughs> wow, you're going to go from your house to my house and just to get a smooth run in. Yeah, just because just I only like, you know, when you get old and you're like, I only like to turn left wherever I go. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, if you're going in, it is all left. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There is a way to do it where you can just turn left. All right. Well, I'll come from my house. I'll go fully on the freeway. I'll go in, I'll park. Um, I think I'm going to go up on the roof because I like it, I like a lot of room. I'm going to get close to things. I'm going to go downstairs and uh, no, I think I'm going to stay on one level. I'm going to go and find whatever comes into my face and I'm going to eat it, drink it, enjoy it because I really like this album and it's it made me have, um, it reminded me that, you know, really great poets and really great musicians are actually what they are. That They're boring because we, we see them too much and we hear them too much and because they're so lauded, we've, we sort of stop looking at them because we think, whatever, we've heard it all before. But they're actually really, really yeah. good. And he's really, really good. So I'm going to give him a nine because I really like him and I like his songs and I like his cleverness. Okay. Um, do you mind if I go next, Nana? Yeah, go next. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you mind? <laughs> I'm going to say I got stuck in the footy traffic <laughs> <laughs> coming up Batman Avenue. Like it, was, like it wasn't too bad though, like maybe – the Adelaide Crows were in town, so it wasn't like a Collingwood <laughs> Essendon match. That much. Yeah, so it wasn't super bad. And then I came in, and <laughs> there was nothing on the top row, so I had to go all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> but the gate was open out into the Yarra, and there was a Mexican food festival on, and I got a really nice, nice. mushroom, like hawichicotle sort of um, taco and quesadilla, and some nice corn, and I had a, like a Pacifico. So. <laughs> You know, I what started wow. off with a bit annoying sort of turned out to be okay. <laughs> and I'm going to go that um, like a, great time. a six and a half. Oh, God, that's a bit rude. <laughs> Not as rude as a four. <laughs> <laughs> well, Neda. that's more entertaining. I'm going to go, I'm still sticking to the second level, which is my favourite level at yeah, Fitzgerald. Yeah, it's not level. New Year's Eve though. No. It's not New Year's Eve. It's Wednesday There's no night. Current, no traffic cones. <laughs> There's no spare space for Netta. Nobody knows who Netta is on Wednesday night. No sign. No, no sign. <laughs> With comedy no, festivals on the, and they've taken all the, the spots. None of the supportive ladies from City of Melbourne are at Fed Square. They're at home in at bed. At 8pm. Nobody recognises me. On a Wednesday night. <laughs> Um, That's a shit. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> what but, a but, but I am going to grab some good dinner at Mabu Mabu and um, I am going to enjoy my evening mm. and I'm going to Go give him early. I'm going to give him a seven and a half. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, nice. um, I would have never have found him unless I was here on this beautiful podcast with you both. Oh, so sweet. Shout out to Eric. I'm glad that he's on maternity leave and I'm here. <laughs> Getting a spot. That's right, because you would never have got on. No way, I wouldn't have made the cut. I know. I never would have made the cut. Um, But Uh, yeah. Apparently, you heard that you ditched a work meeting to be here tonight instead of at a work. (laughs) Even harder than that, I ditched his work meeting. I was so much trouble. (laughs) He's like, who's your guest this week? He's like, Neda, when are you doing it tomorrow night? He's like, hang on a second. <laughs> I had accepted that invitation and I went. Then it went to maybe, then it went to decline. And I'm I feel so bad. I feel bad, and now we're talking about it. Don't worry. You've got to talk about it. Get it out in the open. Awesome. It was known about, and now it's, been, in, now it's been dealt with. It's been dealt with, Eric. <laughs> Suck it. All right. Um, well, that was a six and a half, a seven and a half, and a nine. I gave it a nine. I gave it a nine. Yeah, I liked it a so lot. Jack White's new album. Look, we got to the end of the show. Neda, thank you so much You're for coming awesome. on. My absolute pleasure. Yay. You two are awesome. I love this podcast. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your next ones with Arik also. Yes. Thank you so much. May everybody listen because all music is good. All music is good. Now, before you go, like, what, what's what's on the agenda? We know Kylie's got Blues Festa on this Sunday. What about you? Have you got Oh, my goodness. What have I got on? Yeah. I'm, so I'm currently working for Marsha Hines and she's got a Oh, yes. Of- we didn't yes. even talk about it. So much to talk about. She's oh got a couple of shows. I don't know if they're public or not. All I know is they're Flemington Race Course and, and something else happening out of town, which I think is a private one. That's but she's cool. amazing and she's got a new gospel album out called The Gospel According to Marsha. And I haven't listened to that one yet. That could be could have been one. I, I don't know if it's out today, but it's oh, coming that's, out. That could be something new. Sounds like a cover podcast. cover album. Maybe oh. we wouldn't do covers. I'm not oh. sure. I'll, I'll have a little and look. And you, yeah. finished, doing, you finished up with the whole Cat Empire thing as well, didn't you? Oh yeah, so the Cat Empire have got their their um they're doing their final shows at Blues. Are you doing those? So I just no no I'm not doing them. I just did the supports for the My Music Bowl. Mm. Yeah yeah, just. but I can't wait to see what they announce. Mm. What will they announce? I don't know. <laughs> um, what where is the Cat Empire going? That's another whole other ah, show, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah yeah yeah. It'll be and interesting. Have you got other gigs yourself? Uh, yes, so, yep, All Colour Project are doing a few festivals. Toowoomba's doing some festivals too. There's these things happening in Queenscliff over the next couple of weeks. Um, I think it's actually something that the Uniting Church put on. It's called oh, nice. Sacred Edge Festival. I'm yeah, really so looking forward to that. I do like I do like the Uniting Church. And have you yeah. got like overseas stuff happening later this year or you, or you don't know? I am going to do some secret European tours this Whoa. year. How do you know? Ooh. How do you know? I don't know. How do you know? There is going to be some secret. Oh, sorry, not European. The first one will be North America. Wow. Um, for yeah. a few weeks, but maybe I can announce when? that on another show. Maybe. Yeah, well, what are you well, you don't know. You're not allowed to announce I'm not allowed to sorry, talk about sorry, it We'll yet. talk about it after the show. <laughs> yes. It's a bit like Tando's one. We still can't talk about it, oh. I don't think. Can oh, I can't wait to hear Tando's news. I heard that episode. I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> Um, well, I think that starts this Sunday, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Easter Sunday. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. All Colour Project are recording an album, so that's my band also. All Colour Project. Yes, that's and a great it's name. very exciting. It's a kind of Ghana meets Samba, so um, West Africa meets um, Afro-Brazilian. Yeah. And, but it's all original and we're really proud of what we're doing. We're bringing – I usually traditionally am very uh, percussion-based – 
We have seven percussionists in this band, but <laughs> there are also stacks of melodic instruments and I can't wait for everyone to soak up the content. It's only Fantastic. Good. Is there sort of a limit to how many percussionists you can have or it doesn't matter? Look, I've done 32. <laughs> and what, I've is just that too got much? A, it works, man. Does it? Wow. You can't deny it. You cannot <laughs> I, deny it. I'm not denying it. <laughs> is that too much? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. I can't it. believe people only have one percussionist in their band. What I is know, that? I know, because we can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have even one. And sometimes I'm allowed to have you. <laughs> I love it when I'm allowed to be oh, with you. So exciting. <laughs> Thank you, Netta. Yeah. My pleasure. You. Thank you both. Thanks for having us at your beautiful home. You're always welcome. Kylie. <laughs> Once again, thank you for my being pleasure. my, uh, not my deputy, my better deputy. Your wingman. Uh, you're, yeah, my wingman, my partner in crime. <laughs> um, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, we'll see you on the next step. And uh, that's this week's episode 38 of the All Music Is Good podcast. Be back shortly with the next episode. Woo, see you later. Bye. <laughs>